0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode number one hundred and seventy-eight of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is July second, two thousand twenty-two. I'm Robert Ring. With me is not Jay, but Josh. Formerly name from it does
1: start with a J. It
0: does start with a J. Formerly from uh Indie Pod. Josh, how have you been?
1: i've been good it's it's uh kind of strange it's been like three months since i've done a po- uh, done a podcast so uh i might be a little rusty we'll have to kind of shake off the nerves here i don't know
0: it's right been, it's been too long it has been so a couple things for listeners uh jay was planning on being here but we uh he found out i think just yesterday that his uh grandmother unfortunately has passed away so he asked us he's especially since we're already a week late on recording and he doesn't know when he's going to you know be able to to come back and record he asked us just to go ahead and do it without him so we are um josh if you don't know they you guys ended IndiePod. how when what how long ago was it now
1: it's uh it was on i think our last episode was around
0: probably may or april so it's it's been a couple months April or May okay yeah. and uh so yeah obviously that was you know disappointing to fans of the show but what can you tell us kind of just why you guys decided to I mean basically what you said was you kind of just felt y'all just felt like you'd run your course on it and you kind of wanted to sort of just you, you it was like it was almost kind of like you weren't like really feeling it the same way that that you yeah. had been originally is that right
1: yeah, that's that's a pretty good uh, synopsis of it. So uh, I just checked, and our last episode was in April, the start of April. So it has been some time. Okay. Um, so IndiePod was run by myself and Von Hyde. Um, and he was, you could kind of tell, like, we were still keeping up with the episodes. And I think a lot of our fans were there more for just the banter and the, like more or less, uh, the bullshit oh. that me and him would just go on rants and talk about really dumb stuff. And our listener base would always ask us, uh, ask us questions as well. And they would, some of those questions were, uh, they were real, um, real, just wacky, ridiculous, <laughs> okay. whatever they wanted to ask us, we would try to answer it. Cause we just, Didn't really have much chill when it came to that portion of the show. Gotcha. And so I think what happened was we really enjoyed that aspect of it, but the indie gaming side, like, I still love indie games. Like, don't get me wrong, and I love gaming in general, but... There is an element and I, I, I used to hate like listening to people who have podcasts or or work in the indie games or just games industry space who would talk about, you know, doing things like this. And they're like, you know, it is kind of a job and it does become a chore. And I would always be like, shut up. You're playing games. Um, right. But, but there is an element to that where like I would play stuff that I didn't necessarily like just so I could have something to talk about on the podcast. So having that like constant like it became homework almost in a weird way where i would be like oh i i can't do this thing that i want to do because i literally have to sit down and play something so that i can have just random stuff to talk about and like i kept up with it a lot more than vaughn did and vaughn just kind of he was like i'm i'm kind of over it (laughs) he just wanted to pray he's like fuck it we're done (laughs) um so he 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 kind of gave me this ultimatum of like He wanted to take uh, like two to three months off. And he was like, you can have the podcast and just find another person or just run it solo. And I was like, yeah, but you might not even come back at the end of those months. And like a lot of the show, why it was so well is because of the dynamic that me and uh, like Vaughn and I had. Y'all did like, "Ah." like
0: you had a very good dynamic.
1: Yeah, so it just it, I I didn't want to do it solo either because solo episodes are. Uh, no, I've done one in my time with IndiePod and I absolutely <laughs> hated it. <this. laughs>
0: I don't think I heard that one. That I I, I can't see it. I can't picture that it, in my head. It's so chaotic,
1: like it, it just <laughs> because you have no sounding board, you know, you don't have the the confirmation. You're literally just screaming into a void, and you're like, I don't know if anyone cares about what I'm saying, but I'm I'm in this rabbit hole, and that's just where I go. Uh, so I just decided, you know what? Let's just scrap the project. We've done it. We had done IndiePod for like three and a half ish years at that point, point. Um, and it had a great run. I I love doing it, but if anything, me and Vaughn Vaughn and I might pick up another project like down the road, and it would probably be just us hanging out rather than like okay. something about video games specifically. That's cool. That is a very long-winded answer to tell you how I've been doing. Well <laughs> <and what happened.
0: laughs> that's you know, another thing about you guys is y'all did it every week.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it, <laughs> it is a lot. It was it was tiresome. And it like it does take a lot of your time. Like you you think about it where you're like, oh, the podcast is only like uh an hour or two like an hour or two every week that's not that big but it's like we also had to plan to actually like set up all the news we had to play games to have something to talk about we had to like do a bunch of other stuff that like throughout the day and i was also doing on the side interviews with developers like i would reach out to indie uh devs and do all of the logistics of setting that up so i could just sit down with them and i would have an episode every week of that as well So, like, there was a lot that went into it. Part of me was like, maybe I should keep the interviews, because it was like a cool little, like, side note. But I was like, ah, no, I'll just, I'll kill it all, and if anything, I'll go back to it later.
0: Gotcha. Um, That, with, I can see that being especially difficult. Well, well, maybe not. Let me start over. You guys had it harder than I think we do in our situation because as far as the the chore aspect comes because there are not really good indie games coming out every single week
1: i mean yeah yeah, with
0: classic games we have a million to choose from at any time so any given episode it's not like we're digging the bottom of the barrel or scraping (laughs) the barrel you know to just to find something to play so that's that that makes it harder I think for you guys for sure
1: I mean yeah it's it's a totally different field because you kind of know the landscape of like what you can choose to play and what you enjoy as opposed to what comes out and trying to stay relevant to a game that I might not have any interest in but I'm going to play so I could like talk about it right right but okay okay Regardless, it was uh, it was three and a half years well spent, oh, yeah. and it was, like I, I've told this before, it was kind of like a whim of just Vaughn was looking for someone. I didn't know Vaughn at the time, like at all, and so I, it was just to like, oh, sure, I'll jump on a podcast. Let's see what this is all about. <laughs> oh, you and guys didn't know half... each other
0: beforehand. I didn't no, know that.
1: we had no idea who each other were. <laughs> we, that's what the funniest thing is like people listen to us on those episodes, and they were like, you guys are like best friends, and I was like, I've never met this kid. <laughs> Like, not even <laughs> once
0: <laughs> to be fair Vaughn thinks he's best friends with everybody he meets so that's true he's a he's a lovable chap mm-hmm. he is well th- so the scheduling for our episode today is has been a little bit of a disaster because we we're gonna do it last week and that what was it that happened last week I don't even remember was it uh, was it me
1: well, it was a combination, so I I had something where a family uh, gathering, like, impromptu oh, happened, right. and I was like, oh, I can't go, because randomly my family is all like, you need to go to this one thing, and then you ended up getting sick, so it was like, all right, well, I guess nothing is happening.
0: Yeah, oh, okay, that's right, yeah, I got sick then, and then we found, and then, you know, I found out about Jay yesterday, and then I just told Josh that, like, minutes ago, I tested positive for covid <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just like, this is not a good uh, couple of weeks <laughs> for anyone
0: not at all. Like, I don't know if that was what I originally had because I felt like that feels like a long time to be sick. And I felt pretty good for a couple of days in between. So yeah. I, I don't know if I had something else. And then, and then I don't know what's going on. Really? Maybe,
1: Maybe I had something uh, like the opposite of that. I had um, a couple months back. I had COVID for the first time. And, uh, you know, it sucked. It was COVID. It, it wasn't like uh, life or death for me, which I'm grateful for. But it was just I had back pains. I was tired. I didn't enjoy being sick because being sick sucks in yep. general. Um, but then I I I was like, okay, I have this big like work conference that I had to go to. And I was like, well, I can't get COVID. Like, who cares? And I went out and I came back and I ended up getting sick with something else, <laughs> which
0: was like worse. Just like a regular than... conference kind of. Thing. Yeah, just yeah. a
1: big group group gathering that I something I picked up, and yep. I was like, God. So it was like a month of back to back being like sick or just like out of commission. And by the end of it, I was like, I'm not like I'm not tired of just because you know from sickness. I'm just tired mentally because I'm like I'm so bored of just being able to do nothing. <laughs>
0: yeah, it does. So- it, and the I think I might have. I do think I had something else the f- when it was last week, because like you, I had also been traveling. We went on a trip. We went on a vacation to Seattle. Oh,
1: okay.
0: How was it? It was pretty. It was awesome. It was pretty. It was really neat. We saw lots of cool stuff. Um, And w- when we got back, that was when I got sick and I was like, well, you know, I guess it was bound to happen. And then, but I took a test, although it was the first day I got sick, so I don't know if it was maybe too early. And it was, so th- it was those negative. are so
1: weird because my wife and I, we when we ended up getting COVID, we tried the like the at home tests. Yeah. Those will only show that you have COVID, like the the just the at home ones, if it's at your sickest point. Like if, oh, not, if you're like
0: raging, then it should. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then
1: it like then it's like ah, you're probably good. And it's like I don't know though. And like if you take the <laughs> the the one that you go to like a, a pharmacy, yeah, that takes like a day or two to come back to you, that one will be like, no, nah, yeah, you definitely have
0: it. <laughs> okay. So I don't know so, what the case was. I don't know if I've had it all along or or what, but I definitely have it now.
1: Well i uh i wish you the best hopefully it's a a very weak case of it
0: <laughs> yeah i hope so like i I told you so i felt better the last few days and then today i woke up just like i could not stop sweating i took a shower i had stuff to do and i got going i was like getting all my stuff together and just like sweating and i like uncontrollably not like dripping sweat but like i couldn't stop <laughs>
1: you're just like melting
0: (laughs) what's happening leaving a trail behind myself (laughs) oh my god Uh, you're turning into a slug (laughs) so now i was like well maybe i should just take another test just to be safe and that was when it gotcha i got it but um quick funny story about our trip to seattle this is not related to seattle at all but just to the trip itself we were in our hotel room and uh well okay we were like eating breakfast one day or something like that. And <laughs> do you ever have, have you ever had it? I'm sure everybody has. Where are like your brain just like short circuits and yeah. like, <laughs> and, like just does. <laughs> okay. All right. So my wife goes, this happened to her. She goes, did you see the, um the like sponge in the shower? Like the, like, scr- you know, like the, the like loofah thing. Uh, I don't know what a loofah is, but probably it's just like a shower sponge. Yeah. Okay. She That's goes, fine. did you see the sponge in the shower? I was like, no, I didn't notice it. <laughs> she goes, oh my gosh, it's so weird. And like, but she, something interrupted her and she, and she wasn't able she never explained what was weird about it or like, and like, we both just forgot about it. And uh-huh. then, and then later our daughter was talking to us about taking a shower and uh, she was like, oh, I used the I used that sponge and uh, my wife was like, oh really? Wasn't like, how, how was, how did that work? And I'm like trying to figure out like, what is so weird about the sponge that she's surprised that she could even use it. And, um, (laughs) my daughter was like, well, yeah, so it was in the plastic wrapper. And, uh, so I tore open the plastic wrapper and my wife goes, you tore it open. (laughs) And I was like, looking at her like what's so weird about that and my daughter was doing the same thing she was like yeah i opened i opened the wrapper that it was in and she was and she my wife looked at me like are you hearing this and i'm like what is i was like i "I don't get i don't get what you're can you just tell us i don't get what your surprise here is based on and uh she was like you're not supposed to open that and my daughter goes it's it was a plastic wrapper for the sponge. <laughs> and like, long story short, ba- like for some reason, my wife had seen this sponge inside the plastic wrapper.
1: And and thought it was just supposed
0: to be like that? Be, she thought it was some way of having a reusable sponge so you could clean it after <laughs> each person. And like, you just rub the plastic on <laughs> You just put soap on the outside of the plastic and rub it on yourself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was <Wow>. like,
1: <laughs> that is. Uh... When I
0: realized that, I was like, is this really what you thought? <laughs> <laughs> She's
1: like, yeah, these are new
0: COVID measures. You gotta make sure we're all safe. Maybe that's why I caught it, because my daughter opened the COVID sponge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: see that's that's how it happens you gonna, can't <laughs> open the plastic
0: i'm gonna have to go apologize to her now. <laughs> sorry for laughing at you about that
1: it's it's all it's all your fault this is, it's always it's always the kids that give you sicknesses you know
0: right yeah usually They're yeah. the worst uh so that was my that was my story. That was the best thing that happened here. We had a really good trip. That was like the highlight of it though. <laughs> wow. You guys go wild. We go wild, yeah. Um okay. So let's talk about some gaming news. Uh actually real quick, we were supposed to have Game of the Quarter today, which is Twisted Metal Black. Since Jay's not here, we're going to push that off. Uh Josh didn't play it because we didn't tell him about it until like, you know, a few weeks ago. Anyways, so uh yeah all my fault. I'll take it. <laughs> so it's all because of Josh. We're going to push it back till the next episode. So we are still going to talk about the game, just not just not today. We're going to wait for Jay. Um, just two quick. There are a few news things that happened, but I'm trying to just kind of pick out the main ones here. There were really kind of two main ones. One is that the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection has been announced. It looks very cool. It looks awesome. So you've seen this? It's supposed to come out in 2023. Is the sometime that year is the release date. Yeah, it so I've
1: probably only played one or two of the network games. I didn't even know they had that many, which is kind of uh insane. Yeah, but I the the problem with like these type of Mega Man games, like or these collections, they did the same thing for like the the X's and the you know one through uh however many's they had in one of the more recent collections. I feel like I get so overloaded with so many games that I'm like, it gives me like anxiety of like, oh, this is too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's too much in this collection.
0: Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. Like that, I I get that not so much with collections, but with things like, like the. NES and SNES library on Switch online.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. uh, And stuff like that, yeah. There's a million games to play, and you're like, oh, this is a a lot to take in all at once. Yeah, I'm going
0: to spend 30 minutes deciding and then play one for five minutes.
1: Yeah, but no, I mean, but I'm still pretty excited about it because I actually really loved those games. Um, There's a a pretty good, uh, what is it? There's a pretty good indie game that came out recently that actually... Takes that Mega Man Network uh type of gameplay. I think I might know what you're talking called, about. I think it's called One Step from Eden. If I'm not mistaken, that sounds right. Me, actually, I think I'm you're right. Look it up, but that game was yeah, One Step from Eden. That game is really good, very challenging. Um, but it has that same kind of uh mechanics and and underlying gameplay. I'm the indie guy, so I had to bring it up. You know, at least once. Right. Um, but I definitely think that the the Mega Man Network game. I'll probably end up getting this just because. I don't know. I just want to jump back into that world. Like I used to love, I was a huge Mega Man fan as a kid and I have very fond memories of playing the network games.
0: Yeah. Um, somehow. I don't, I don't know how I didn't even know about these until like a year or two ago. Really? I still haven't played um, any of them.
1: I mean, well, so, cause they were only on, game boy right like i don't think there was a different way to play those oh
0: games. is that right maybe i guess that's why it never because yeah okay. like i
1: feel like they're easy to miss right like i don't think network Like game boy advance right stuff. Advance. i think the advance yeah yeah let me do a quick search
0: that would ex- that would at least partially explain because I, I didn't have a game boy advance that was one of the few ones that i didn't end up getting until like just a couple years ago
1: yeah. Yeah, it looks like uh, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, you could play it on the Wii, the Nintendo DS. Um looks like it says, oh, well, this is, is this for, yeah, there's like a number of them, but most of them were for like the, the Advance and the DS.
0: Okay. Well, um. so yeah, I'll probably just wait till this comes out and just binge on them or something. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited yeah. about this because they definitely look awesome and I hear that they are good. Yeah. I don't know how different,
1: you know, like all of these are going to be. Yeah. Like right? one from like, the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause if, if, I mean, it's great in the context of like, you've played the first one and then a year later, the second one comes out or something and you're like, Oh great. More of what I love. Right, right, but right, like, right. I don't, I don't know if I could sit through like seven of these back to back to back. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't I don't know. I guess we'll find
0: out. <laughs> I mean, it's kinda of like the just the regular Mega Man games themselves too, right? It's just true. like yeah, they didn't true. make many they didn't like do much different from one to the other. It's just like, yeah, Mega Man's awesome. Here's another one.
1: Yeah, it's just here's here's new uh bosses and stages to fight in. So yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, it's just a, a different way of doing it. But there's like a whole story like a real like back and forth story in a lot of these games. And okay. it went It went with the um, if I remember correctly, a lot of the story kind of fit into there was like a a specific anime series for Mega Man that had this like battle network that it uh, really played into because I remember there was the the big the age old like making fun of it because they would always say Jack in Mega Man and they were like, (laughs) "Mm, that's too close. (laughs) So but it was—I I mean, I used to watch the show as well when I was a kid. So I, like I said, strong
0: nostalgia with this. Nice. Okay. Uh, the only—the other one is that um, there's a release date. Well, there' a little bit of news beyond just release date for the continued Final Fantasy VII remake series. Um, got three pieces of news here. One, the next one is coming out. Winter of two, well, it said next winter, which I believe means 2023. Uh, they could have been a little bit more clear on that.
1: Are we are we talking about next, like part two? Yes, part two of
0: the Final Fantasy uh, VII remake. Um, and I'm
1: I'm assuming PS5
0: only. I or don't. Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know if it said.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Um. Cool. So winter of apparently next year, it's going to be called. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and the whole Final Fantasy VII Remake series is going to be three games.
1: Oh, well, that's at least we know how many parts there are now.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that was like, I don't even think Square Enix knew for a while. Because I remember at one point, I think it might have been like on Twitter or something, they put out a poll or something saying, like, <laughs> like how many games would you like this to be <laughs> or or something like yeah would you want the rest of them to be shorter like a like a bunch of shorter ones or just a couple more long ones or something like that so like seems like they didn't even really know at first,
1: yeah they were trying to telltale it for a second there
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah uh
1: so that's it looks it looks like i just i I just found a quick article and it says uh unfortunately for p s four owners it sounds like uh Oh no, but this is for Rebirth, not Part 2. Is Rebirth Re- part 2? Rebirth is, that... is yeah, Rebirth is part 2. Okay. Okay, so Rebirth could be a PS5 exclusive. It looks like they haven't confirmed yet.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Didn't I Unfortunately, I don't have a PS5 and my PS4 bricked, so I'm going to have to wait oh, until sucks. this comes
0: on PC. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I was about to say I'm sure it'll come out on PC cuz didn't cuz remake did just come out recently on PC, didn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's usually PlayStation usually likes to stagger it by about a year or so. That's what it seems like, like, yeah. Which and it makes sense, right? They want to sell their consoles. But for me, I don't think I have any like real interest in getting a PlayStation because it's only like a few games that I would go to, but this is one of them where I'm like, ah, just put it to PC already. I'm like So you're
0: you're really looking forward to to playing it
1: i so here's the thing i didn't play final fantasy 7 uh like the original so i had no I, I had no knowledge on it i didn't know anything about it but i played the remake because people were like all up in arms about it so i was like all right let's see what it is and i really got into it like i i liked the game a lot yeah um honestly it's like kind of funny because i'd like more turn-based type games so i wasn't as uh crazy about the like the combat was fun but i was like ah, i could probably have just Like what caught me was the story as opposed to the combat. So like part of me should probably just go back and find a way to play the original game as well. uh, Just to be able to like see what's different. Cause I know they, they did take some uh, changes in direction. Right. But that being said, like I am excited to play whatever is that part two, uh, whenever it is that I actually can, cause I'll just have to wait till PC.
0: Gotcha. Uh I think in my, in my opinion the original does hold up very well so I think it's it's well worth your time to g- to give that a shot. Um, yeah. I didn't play it myself for the first time until about 10 years ago and then I replayed it about six, maybe not like it was like 5 months ago for the podcast and still oh, wow. okay. had a great time with it. Okay. Yeah,
1: I do <laughs> i do have to check that one out then because um every like i usually do one or two a year where i have my long rpg type games that i play because otherwise i get to like it just it becomes too exhausting yeah, to yeah, play yeah. like those longer games but i always have like one like last year i went through the the yakuza like a dragon one oh my gosh i loved it man
0: that, that was is so a great cool. that is one of i i played that i guess about a year and a half ago and that that's one of my favorite games ever. Now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it
1: was it was very good. I'm looking forward to to the next one. Yeah, um, but like every every so often, and that's kind of why like uh, I started doing uh, what I'm going to talk about later in this episode of Fallout Two. Of like, I wanted my long RPG game, and I was like, all right, I'll finally get back into this.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, uh, so that's that's all of the news pretty much. So let's – why don't we go ahead and start talking about uh the games we've been playing since you kind of segued Man, into – That's so, a good segue. That's what a do good you, segue. Do you know? <laughs> why don't you do it? Let's hear about Fallout 2. This was PC, of course.
1: Yes, PC. Uh, I'm playing off of – I have it in like a – a number of different locations because I've gotten this game. They, they keep giving it away for free. <laughs> and yes, they do like everywhere, <laughs> like everywhere. And it's, it's a game that um I, so I'm a big fan of the fallout series, but I've never played the originals, which a lot of people uh, I always hear, you know, the, the people from the side of those who have played fallout one and two will say stuff like, Oh, three and four are, are terrible because they changed like Bethesda changed up like just the story of it. And like, it's not as good. It, it's restrictive in a lot of ways. And, like, they're right. Um, but I will say, whew, Fallout 2 is a janky old game. Like, <laughs> okay. it's it, it's real hard to be... Um, to just be able to play it <laughs> in a lot of ways. And it has consistently thrown me for a loop where I've tried to play this game, like three other times and I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do this. Cause it was just like, it's too much. This game does not explain anything. If anyone wants to play it, you like, I cannot recommend enough looking at a guide. Cause it's so hard to see if something is an item you can interact with or how you interact with it, because there's just no, Uh, help for you at all right it took it took me like so vats is a very famous system in fallout um and i knew it because of fallout 3 fallout 4 right yeah and uh and i go into it i think i had been playing for probably 10 12 hours before i realized oh i can use vats like i didn't even understand (laughs) that that was in this game (laughs) wow and i was like oh that makes this so much better that i (laughs) could Actually, target a body part like so. It, it's it's very much a game that will not hold your hands. It is a game that I am digging the story of it, and I'm I'm liking the the actual element of playing this game and exploring the area. But I cannot recommend enough going through this with some type of guide of like okay. like you don't have to at least see every single thing because obviously that's going to be a spoiler heavy. But there are just elements where you are going to miss so much and there's just things that you interact with or don't like just finding stuff on the ground sometimes is incredibly hard because it is like a pixelated game in in the sense of this is low quality graphics. It's from a much older time, right? So yeah. there's just so much you can miss and there's so much that is just not explained but i will say i am loving the fact that like i have wasted uh some of my perk points doing dumb stuff because there's one that was called uh karma sutra master and i i was like (laughs) Like
0: boost that one baby and i yeah
1: it literally is just like anyone that you can potentially have sex with you are like a hundred percent going to be able to do it if you pick this perk and i was like that's too funny not to pick. The right. the image for it is like so ridiculously graphic too of just a guy holding up a woman like the little like Fallout characters Gotta the people. Yeah, it is so ridiculously uh just very like no censorship. Like this this game <laughs> I got it, is, I it up. <laughs> is so ridiculous and if I think of like how Bethesda obviously took this into consideration like does not work does not work and it, it very much like i can see why people would be on the uh the, the fence of fallout 2 and fallout 1 these are better games because they got away with some of this stuff like it's very old school of just no censorship censorship in a lot of ways yeah um but it's just it's it's so ridiculous like very uh very tough to the point where like this game has no damn chill You can, so there's, there's this thing and you don't know, like nothing explains it, but there's this stat that is about outdoorsmen and you're thinking like, oh, what would that be? Maybe you're better at like finding meat or, or finding stuff that you kill from animals, right? No, it's, it's random encounters in the world when you're like traveling Uh, Because the way travel works is you'll click a destination point and you'll be in this like large overworld map where you're not really moving like your character, but just like a little X on a map. Uh And so as you're moving, there's random encounters and you're less likely to get uh, random encounters and... Uh, less likely to get the very negative random encounters in the game if that those points are perked up so like i didn't have many points into it and the first thing i got when i started traveling was like three guys with miniguns in the like the the vault suit armor like the the <laughs> the heavy armor where they just they were there and they literally just immediately shot me down and i was like what's the outplay on this <laughs> like how can you possibly <laughs> expect someone who just started with no weapons at all to like deal with this? Um, but that's just like the <laughs> randomness of it. It's just it's got no chill, no explanations, and it's just it does very well fit in the theme of you're in this like wasteland and who knows what you're gonna find in it. Right. But good God is it tough to <laughs> <laughs> to just start out and be like, it, it feels very much like uh, a Souls game in the the fact of like you just walk out and immediately you're killed by a giant boss.
0: Okay, that's sort of I've played Fallout one a little bit and a lot of what you're saying <laughs> sounds very familiar, especially yeah. like with the overworld traveling situation and like not having any direction on like what to do sometimes.
1: Yeah, uh, it's. It, it can be really it's disconcerting because there's things where <laughs> you have... It tries to, like, help you out in some regards. You've got, like, this little quest book where it'll give you the quest that you have to do, but it won't tell you anything. And there's no log of, like, what people said to you other than what was originally there and then will immediately go away after some time. Um, so, like, your, your quest <laughs> will be something about, like getting something from someone and giving it to someone else. Uh And you won't have any idea how to do that. Or if you even have the item or like what the next step is, because it's just like, give him a sandwich or whatever it is. Right. And you're like, I don't know what sandwich you're talking about or where <laughs> this guy is. Like you need to help me a little bit more game.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So that it, was kind of how I remember. I, I gave up on it. At like not too far in because it was too much. It's like, wandering around like is this something that i need for a qu- like here's a piece of rope that i found on the ground is this just as like a random have, item have or do no, i need this
1: you have no idea you'll find all these ropes and things and you'll be like this is just a rope i'm not gonna take it and then you'll travel like two hours away in you know game time it's like whatever couple minutes but it's like very far from where you originally were and the guy's like hey do you have a rope and you're like god damn it <laughs> So it's very, it's very, um, just, you, you kind of have to hoard, you kind of have to just try to have everything you possibly can. Um, it is a game that I really enjoy, but like love hate in a way, because it's just, there's just very dumb aspects to it. I would love to see a remake of some sort with this just because there's probably ways to make it a little bit, uh, cleaner or quicker than it is and also just it's an old game and no matter where i've played it it feels very janky with like it'll you know how older games will take your computer and kind of like ruin the resolution and yeah, yeah, yeah. The settings like it it's one of those games and i had this problem where like it wouldn't run unless it was full screen but then if i ever tabbed out yep it, it would go away but would still be running but i'd have no way to get back to it unless I killed the process and went like opened it again so i'd have moments where i'm like oh i gotta look at my guide and i'd tab out and I'd be like oh (laughs) fuck i haven't saved
0: in a while yep i know exactly what you're talking about that's the worst
1: yeah it was uh it's it's been uh quite an experience i mean i'm 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 enjoying it but it's like you very much have to be willing to put up with some of
0: the uh (laughs) some of the issues so you are enjoying it overall
1: yeah, I would say I still I still like it um but I'm also I'm kind of biased cuz I just I really love the concept of Fallout and the post-apocalyptic world like themes. So it could just okay. be that I'm very much into this type of world and that's, you know, kind of stringing me along. Um but there's there's other people who are more into this style of gameplay anyway, but it's it is a game where uh wait Uh, Until you can get it for free, because everyone seems to give it away at some point uh, in uh, every other month, it seems. Uh, Wait until you can get it for free, and then uh, check it out. And if you hate it within the first uh, 10 minutes, you're not wrong. Play it for another 30, and then see if you can get into it.
0: Okay. So give it 30 minutes at least. You you said you've, you've tried this a couple times in the past?
1: Yeah, I've tried it a couple of times, and it's usually that I would get very confused because i wouldn't look like the first time i didn't look anything up and i was just trying it on my own and i was like i don't understand this control scheme at all and i just turned it off and i was like no thank you Mm -hmm. um and then another time i i looked up a guide and i got somewhat into it but it has a pretty slow start honestly um and it's very uh it's 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 very unforgiving at the start too unless you look up a guide and understand what certain things do uh, do. like your action points are basically your movement and attack in this game so uh what you can actually do when an enemy sees you is all based on your agility so like no matter what build you're going you want to pump like all points into agility just so you have more ap and if you don't do that i feel like this game is just uh real tough
0: really okay all right so you gotta. So it, you can kind of screw yourself over with your build.
1: Yeah, like there's there's different builds, and obviously people can. Uh, you know, when you become more uh, knowledgeable of like how the game plays out, there's other builds that you can do. But for someone who's just starting off, I highly recommend no matter what you put points into, put like max out agility, just because that's your AP. It it corresponds to your AP in this game, which is any time that you encounter an enemy that's how many moves you have
0: until your turn is over and the next enemies go. Okay. Oh, huh, interesting. So yeah. d- does this happen to you often? Do, do you ever... How often do you try a game multiple times and then return to it? And you're like, this is actually pretty good because that's very pretty rare, rare for me. Very rare. Okay. Very rare. This...
1: I I hear from so many people that Fallout 2 is a good game. And, uh, and I've... Loved this series, so it's why I'll constantly (laughs) keep trying to be like, I, I know that people say it's good, but they're just crazy. Like I don't, I want to find out what that is that they love, right? Uh And so I'll go back to it. But it's very rare that I would do this. I don't think if it was part of this series, I like. There's no way I would do this if it was like a one-alone, like a standalone type of game. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. In a series, like there's no way I would do that because I would just be like, no, that game's not for me. But like I enjoy this series as a whole and the concept. So I'm like, ah, there's probably something for me to love in here. I just got to get past the
0: jankiness to it, right? Gotcha. I I think the the game that I've tried the most is Dark Souls. And yeah. it's just not, like, I appreciate the hell out of everything it does, but it's just not for me. And, like, I, I've tried it three or four times now.
1: I very much can agree with you on that. The, I love challenging games. I love my Hollow Knights. I love my Cupheads. I love, you know, like... But the thing that I like about those games is that they're quick. Like, using actions in that game or, right. or your, your movement in it, you have a fluidity of it. Dark Souls games, I don't like because there's just this... I feel like... I equate it to walking and pudding. is just everything in this game is you're constantly so clunky. It feels like, and I know yeah. that that's like the, the style to it. And there's a whole like, well, you just need to understand like the timing of things and, and get better in that. And I'm like, I, yeah, but it just doesn't feel fun. Like it just, I, I get the challenge, but I can't do the, the, just the weird, uh, movement in it. There's a big, and I'm a big, right. uh, uh, a big person that just I will put a game down if I don't like a specific mechanic or movement in it like I won't play uh most of uh Rockstar's games because I hate the fact that when I'm like walking I can literally have trouble getting through a door because I'm like a pixel (laughs) off and my character will bump and then be like, Whoa, let me just walk around. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, because it It will just turn.
0: He has to like loop around to turn or something.
1: Yeah. like I (laughs) I cannot, cannot play those games because of it. And I know it's petty and it's like a dumb thing to
0: dismiss a whole series of games, but (laughs) it is, it just, I can't do it. (laughs) Well, Well, like, Cuphead and games like that are so snappy, you know, that's
1: yeah. That's the thing is like, I'm not because a lot of people will be like, Oh, you just don't like hard games. It's like, no, I love hard games, but I just, I'd like very quick paced action. Yeah. Like the, I want my character to move very quick. And a lot of it be about dodging rather than timing and blocking. Like I want to, I want to time my, my dodge rolls, my, uh, you know, whatever I have that swooshes past someone. Um, yeah. But, I, I, you know, it's to each their own Right
0: Well, I pulled up I pulled up uh, the icon of the Kama Sutra Master Yeah And yeah. there it's... is an extra pair of legs here Yep <laughs> <laughs> I lo- and Maybe even two extra pairs of legs Because there are feet standing on the ground But then each So it was like you said he, He's like holding the girl you know, up in that position as if you were standing and she was like wrapped around. But then there's another pair of legs wrapped around her and then there's two feet standing on the ground, but the feet are pointing in opposite directions, which makes me believe that it's both person's legs. Maybe they're each just standing on one leg.
1: Each person is standing on one leg. Each person is standing on one leg (laughs) and they're wrapped around.
0: In that case, it makes sense. Okay, never mind that. I stand stand corrected.
1: yeah so you can yeah the effects you can have sex and unlock all dialogue options with any sex specific character, regardless of your stats.
0: I love how it requires endurance five and agility five
1: <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be quick you know <laughs> you gotta be quick and you gotta be able to last
0: uh they have oh my gosh, this is amazing they ha- so somebody has dug evidently dug into the code or just maybe reverse engineered it and figured out the calculation for. Let's see. A calculation of the player character's current stats takes place every time they have sex. the The calculation is charisma times fifty plus energy times twenty five plus agility times thirteen plus strength times twelve, all divided by one hundred, plus star. I guess that's I don't know. Maybe that's the Kama Sutra level. Maybe and then level. That, yeah. And then that has to be greater than or equal to nine. <laughs>
1: weird some of these are crazy like the fallout 2 lets you kill a kid in it and there's literally a perk you'll get called child killer I saw
0: that I just saw the child killer I was like what's that for
1: yeah so if you kill a kid you get it's pretty bad it's like people hate you for it minus 30% for purpose of dialogue and reactions yeah they usually don't like that yeah and you'll get random bounty hunters who
0: (laughs) go after you just for that (laughs) That's awesome. There's one. I don't know. I don't know the story of this. The married, the icon for, I guess, just being married is the Fallout guy, like, looking disappointed and sweating, standing next to, like, very overweight and hairy woman smoking a cigarette in a wedding dress. Yeah.
1: So this is, like, (laughs) this is what I mean. Like, very much, uh, like, the person who created this, obviously had an opinion on marriage <laughs>
0: evidently <laughs> and, yes
1: and put it here in this image and it's just very strange that that made it through like you know you think about i don't think a game like this could have things uh in today's
0: world right like, yeah yeah right
1: so it's it's uh i wonder what this would look like if it ever did get you know a remastered version
0: <laughs>
1: cuz i'm sure a lot of people would be mad cuz things would have to be changed
0: uh-huh Wow. Okay. So this this game, they do some interesting things with it. Yeah.
1: I think uh there's a lot to like if you can get past the jank. <laughs> cool.
0: All right. Well, thank you for your thoughts on Fallout 2. The the I've I can see how long we go. I've got two games I can talk about. I don't know if I'll do both of them or not, but the one that I am gonna for sure talk about is Suikoden 2. Mm. Uh for this is a this is an RPG for ps1 came out in uh, 98 the so i hear that this is one of the greatest rpgs of all time like i've heard nothing but oh really absolutely yeah like absolute glowing praise about it like up there with final fantasy 7 and all that um i have played Sweden 3 and 1 but had not played 2 yet so, actually, *Swicadon* three is one of the first RPGs that I ever played. Uh, I think I've said that oh. before here, oddly enough, just because I really never played RPGs growing up, uh, and I really liked that one. *Swicadon* one was very dull, and I really didn't like it too much at all. Oh. But I wanted to play that one before I played this one, so here we are now. Right. The kind of, uh, I don't want to say gimmick, but like the kind of like gimmick the thing that sets that suikoden does to set itself apart um is it has the 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 stars system. There are a hundred and eight stars is what they're called, but those are just characters and they are all recruitable characters. So oh, man. there yeah there are a hundred and eight characters that you can recruit. Well I think that includes you. So a hundred and seven oh, technically really? So it's only a <laughs> hundred and seven? What a terrible game.
1: Throw that shit out <laughs>
0: I know it's pretty disappointing when you when you <laughs> when you realize that uh and some of them you recruit just as part of the story like you like you know there's no way to avoid recruiting them and then plenty of others you have to actually find. I think in my playthrough I probably got about maybe 70, no more than 70 probably, like probably a little bit less than that. Uh because I wasn't going for like a you know absolute completion. I was just kind of playing it through just like I, I tried to play it naturally. Just to get like how I normally would without without using a guide until I got like, just like really stuck somewhere. Um, So the, and not everybody you recruit ends up as like a person in your party. Another thing that's the Suikoden games do is you end up eventually at one point in the game, you get like a base, pretty much a castle. Mm -hmm. And some of the people will like provide services at your base. Like you can mm. you can uh recruit you're saying
1: it's not recruiting hundred and seven playable party characters? This game,
0: man. <laughs> I know it just keeps <sighs> it going. just keeps disappointing after <laughs> one thing after another. I know. That's that's why I hate it. Only just exactly because of that. No. <laughs> Actually so I so I'll go ahead and say I did end up liking this, but not nearly as much as the way it had bu- been built up, uh, for me. So, would you say you, you liked 3
1: more than this one, then?
0: Ah, yeah. That Like, as sacrilegious as I know that is to say, I would say yes. I did like 3 more than I liked this one. Okay. Um, And keep it... I will say, though, it's been... I haven't played 3 since it originally came out, and that was like 2001 or something like that. So, it's been a very long time. Maybe it was right. even 2000. But in my head the enjoyment that i got out of and 3 was greater than what i got out of this one playing it you know over the past month or so okay um so you've got your you got the 108 stars you've got your your castle so you you know you might recruit somebody who will sell you items or and you might recruit somebody who will upgrade your weapons and stuff like that so those people aren't you can't necessarily put them in your party uh but they just do other things for you your mm-hmm. your party is six characters. And this is another thing that's common in all of this. wicked well, or at least, at least the, the first three that I've played is that you have a six person party and they are in two rows. There are three people in the front row and three people in the back row. Um, and it doesn't really make that much difference except some people. Uh, so everybody has a, a weapon, a range on their weapon. Um, it's either short, medium or long. Uh, so people with short range can only attack from the front, from the front row. i am actually not. So people with medium can attack from either people with long range weapons. I'm actually not sure if they can only attack from the back row or if maybe they just get a penalty or something like that from attacking from the front row, because I never had a long range person in the front row because there are so many, so many of the characters that you use are short range that like. Uh I, always, I was always kind of building around them. I would be, build like build my party and be like, all right, who who has to be in the front row? These three guys, right. and I'll just put the rest of them in the back. So that was never an issue for me. So I'm not actually sure exactly how that works, but needless to say, short range has to go in the front row. Um, right. There are also characters that like like some characters might kind of you might recruit them at the same time. Like they might, or in, the, in like they might be friends or something like that. Like there's this one girl who uh it's it's this girl i forgot her name and then she has a little wooden barrel robot named gadget Mm. and like they kind of go together and there's one guy you recruit at one point and he has a dog and they can go together and you don't have to keep them together like you can just have one or the other in your party but if you have both of them then they can do a unite attack which is just like a super strong attack that they both do together Uh, um so there's that going on yeah it's pretty neat. Um, do you get, um,
1: just random, do you get, uh, like people earlier in the game who then you recruit someone later down that might have a Unite thing? That's right? a good like,
0: question. Um, not that I saw. Okay. All it right. is possible, but I, but I never came across any of those, or, you know, I never realized that. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 That makes sense. It's you know, you, it, it lends itself to a story where you're like, Oh, I found my sister who's like from somewhere else. And then they become someone who has something like that. I don't know. But it is just very just something that I thought was interesting. If yeah.
0: So. It is very possible because there are a few situations like that where you recruit somebody and then like hours later in the game, it's like, Oh, my long lost best buddy, you know? Right. Right. Um. Cause that
1: like, that's one of my things about this where, you know, a series that touts, Oh, we have so many different characters. And I think about how I play other RPGs. I'm so bad of, like, I'll start with whoever is my first, you know, whatever the game allows, the three, four, five, six, whatever Uh number is. And then I'm like, that's my party forever. Yeah. Because I just, I don't know how to be like, oh, now we need to change things. And then, especially if it's a game where characters don't keep leveling together, I'm like, no, I've already leveled these ones. Like, I'm not taking someone new. Like, you just sit on the sidelines. Yep. So it's it's really tough for me to look at this and be excited because I'm like... Well, I'm probably not even gonna ever change <laughs> it anyway. But if the if there was something like that, you know, unites that are different, that you find other people that have it with your original party, then I'd be like, oh, maybe there's a need or a you know a, a unique reason to actually switch them
0: out. I am usually the exact same way. Um, this time I did not really do it too much like that. There was, there was one girl that I uh did recruit pretty early. Mm-hmm. And I did keep her in my party the whole game, but actually, actually for the, well, and then there was actually somebody else that I got maybe a little, a little bit before midway through that I kept in my party the whole time. There were so two or three or four spots that I did switch out as I got new characters throughout the game. So, gotcha. but I know exactly what you're talking about. Normally I play exactly like that. Um a couple i think there are a couple reasons i i wasn't so i didn't feel so trapped into that this time um one is it's very very easy to level people up that are under leveled and catch them up with everybody else the way the way the leveling scales is kind of kind of weird and i don't even have it 100% figured out but it's it's one of those where you don't just get a certain no, uh, amount of experience per bat like it's not like all lizard men give you a hundred experience. It, it, you get a different amount of experience based on the character's level. Oh, okay. So it's one of those. And they're like, so if you are fighting low, lower level people, then you get less, like some people will get more experience than others just based on their level. But at the same time, if you're fighting, stronger people and you have somebody a little bit weaker in your party i had one person level up seven times after one battle <laughs> oh my goodness
1: yeah so it's the it's the same concept of like pokemon where you start with the weak enemy or you start with your weak pokemon and then quickly swap to your strong one just to level them up that way of like just kind of yeah mulling them along in the party pretty and much just level up like crazy
0: yeah it's like as long as you just keep them alive till the end of the battle they're going to be good to go Right. Um yeah, I never had cool. to do any any grinding or anything like that at all because Oh,
1: that's they, a definite plus.
0: Yeah, and it was really because of it. like I feel like they really had it to like they really had it figured out where this is like what level you're you need to be at this point in the game and that and like
1: mm.
0: now we're going to tweak the leveling system just to make like guarantee that everybody is exactly how you need them to be um yeah. which I don't as much as I don't like grinding, I do kind of like the idea of having to, I think there's a way that grinding can be done right. I do like grinding sometimes in games where it's like <clears throat> there is a kind of risk reward on going out, doing a few battles, coming back in to maybe get some, get a little bit better gear from the gold you've gotten and that kind of stuff and be able to progress a little bit further. Sure, sure. As opposed to just, well, no, you have to be level 20 and you're level 15 now, so just go fight until then. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. So, it, sometimes it can be in, done okay. So, did it feel
1: at any... Like, the reason why I, I think that might be an issue is just, mm-hmm. did it ever feel like it was a challenge? Or did it just, like, you... Was it slated where as long as you stuck to whatever path they had kind of given you, you just kept wiping things
0: i feel like the challenge is in building up the best combination of like the best party combination gotcha um, so it's more
1: of a puzzle game
0: <laughs> <laughs> almost it's like if you get a, a strong party heading out then you're pretty much good to go you don't like just just spend a minute think about who you want in your party you got to you know you've got a good synergy going then you're all set and, and also another thing and, and that's really just for bo- like that's pretty much for well, there are two things as far as like the combat goes. Two things are challenging about it: the bosses and making sure you're able to like heal enough to where once you fight and once you do enough random encounters, when you get to a boss, you still have enough uh magic and health to be able to beat the boss. Gotcha. So it's a matter of like rationing out. All of your resources, until you get to a boss, and then some of the bosses were pretty tough. I don't even—I don't think I really had much trouble with any of them except for the final boss. Um. Mm. So yeah, I would say that's mostly where the challenge comes. Uh, another part of it is uh, the rune system, which is pretty much just like the magic system. The way magic works in this game is every character—well, not every character—characters can have runes and you can buy runes and you can find runes and a rune is just like a set of magic skills basically so if you get a certain rune then like say you have a water rune that one does water magic only certain people will be able to equip that particular rune um, and there's not really a good, there's not like any kind of stat that says like, this guy can do water runes. It's just like, you oh, go. So
1: you're just trying any <laughs> rune and be like, can you
0: hold this? <laughs> what, what it is, is you go to a rune, I think it's called a rune master. um, okay. And then they're the only person that can attach a rune to a person in your party. And you kind of just scroll through what you have and it's sh- and like you pick one and it'll show you like who you can put it on.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Um, and so f- equipping the right there, there is a pretty good variety. It's, it's kind of similar to materia in final fantasy seven. Okay, um, yeah. So another part of the strategy is getting the right runes on the right people. Mm-hmm. I had one guy um, and there, there's a pretty good variety of them as you play through the game. There's, there's one, I pretty much had one strong spellcaster in my party. His name this is another thing about Swigan. They have a lot of names that are like very ambiguous as to how they should be pronounced. This guy's name is L-U-C. I pronounce hmm. it I pronounce it as look, which I don't think is probably right, but that's just kind of what it looks like to me. Um <laughs> there's another guy named his his name is J-O-W-Y jowie i that's what i always say i think it's supposed to be joey yeah but in my head but it's in my Jow-y. head yeah but in my head i always said joey just because that sounds ridiculous <laughs> i'm like no i'm pronouncing this joey when i read the when i read that the sounds... when I read the dialogue i think you're right it's joey it's joey it's joey <laughs> well let me let me ask you this so Uh,
1: it sounds like you had somewhat of a good time, but could have been better. Yes. Are you excited at all for, uh, the, the game that was kickstarted recently that you
0: would in Chronicle? Oh, I kind of forgotten about that. So as a general rule, I don't get excited about Kickstarter games until they come out now. Sure. Sure. Just because there have been so many disasters as far as that goes. Yeah. But there have been some good ones. Hollow Knight was a uh, Kickstarter game. Yes, there definitely have been good ones. There have been plenty of good ones. I've, I've played plenty of good ones. Yeah. Um, Mighty, uh, what was it? Mighty number uh, 9? Mighty number 9. <laughs> <laughs> that was not one of them. <laughs> that was one of the best ones, right? <laughs> there was one that was supposed to be like Final Fantasy Tactics. And mm. it just never came out.
1: Yeah. Well the good the good thing about uh this one is that team also created like a two point five D side scrolling action game in the the like the realm of this world for some reason as okay. like a, a taster test <laughs> to the game that's coming out. Really? It's very it's very strange. Yeah, I actually played it because it was on Game Pass, so it was an easy like, oh sure, I'll just check it out. But they created uh I forget what it's called. I think it's just the same name. It's like Euden y- Chronicle. Um, let me try to see. But it's it's a more of an action RPG game where you're. It's a 2D side-scrolling. You're using this combo system of each button is a different character, and you like cycle through them. It's pretty cool. It it definitely uh, wasn't anything like crazy complex, but I think it's supposed to be in this world and characters that might come up later in. Um, I didn't really know anything about in at the time that this Kickstarter came out. So okay. I was just like, okay, there's a lot of characters. That seems cool. I never backed it one because I never had to like this thing made like, what was it? Like, uh, it's 481 million yen, which is like, What's
0: that, four, like $4 million dollars or something. Oh, for, oh, for a hundred yen. For, I'm sorry. 400 million yen. 481 million okay yeah i think that's like it's like you divide by 100 right something like that yeah it's yeah i think at the time
1: because i was looking at a couple of articles just now at the time it was like 4.5 million dollars but now because of just (laughs) i guess economy and things (laughs) that have changed it's like 3.5 which is quite a hit but uh that being said it's still it's still in the millions so like that's good money that they got for this um I don't know when this will actually come out though, but it seems it's from like ex-developers from the Suicidin series.
0: Okay. So oh I didn't I didn't realize it was from ex-developers from the series. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, let me see. Let me let me before I start spitting out things that aren't true. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty
1: sure there was a whole thing. I know it's people who like it, but let me let me uh Yeah,
0: Nobu Uematsu did the did the music uh quentin tarantino wrote the dialogue
1: yeah dude every, everyone's there everyone you <laughs> can got possibly the whole imagine game. steven spielberg's producing it i what what would that look like <laughs>
0: <laughs> there'd be a lot of kids
1: yeah that's true i mean that also kind of ties into a lot of jrpgs though so that's true think...
0: like the main character is a kid a lot there are a lot of kid characters in this one come to think of it um while while you're looking that while you're looking that up I'll I'll give a few more little final points here about it the the thing that people talk about so great about and 2 so is the story I found the story to be solid but it just it didn't just blow like it was very good there were a lot of really good high points but it was like all the stuff in between was just was just kind of Walking around, battling people, fighting an occasional boss, talking to people, and then here's a cool little segment. And like, I, I yes, in a way, that's just kind of what RPGs are. But there, like, there wasn't much in between keeping me interested. Like, the combat was not interesting enough. There's, no, there wasn't enough like leveling your characters, getting new gear, and all that kind of stuff. Like, wasn't that engaging for me? So. All the stuff in between, I wasn't as interested in. Then Mm -hmm. when there would be like a story beat, like, yeah, okay, this is pretty good. And then it's like, then you play around a little bit while it it's just kind of dull for a little bit. So like, maybe because I'm, I have a short attention span. Like (laughs) it was those those moments in between where it kind of dropped off for me and I just wasn't really feeling it. Gotcha. I will say the story is good though. Uh it does the the villain of the game is, is pretty famous uh, among uh JRPG fans. His name is Luca Blight, and he's just very, very evil. And they did a good job of just creating a guy who doesn't have any like you know, there's no nuanced reason for why he's bad or anything like that. It's not like, oh, you find out about this is bad his childhood. No, it's nothing like that. It's just he's just really bad. Um <laughs> there's one point and I and actually when this happened, I think while back when, when Blake used to be on the podcast, I, I, I think I remember him talking about this part as well. But there's a part pretty early on where you see him. The, the, the story is there's this guy, Luca Blight, and long story short, he is leading an army that's basically taking over the world. And they're pretty much, like, as you play through the game, it's like they're going from one city to the next and just destroying them and taking them for their own. It's like you go to one city, you move on, and then it's like... Oh, here, did you hear about that other, the town we just left? He just conquered them too. So there is this kind of feeling of dread, like no matter what you do, you can't stop him. And he's just kind of on your tail the whole time. And he's slowly taking over everything that there is to take over. There's one point where they come and conquer a town. And, you know, of course they're like burning it to the ground and stuff. And there's this woman and uh, her husband or something like that. and uh, And this guy, Luca Blight, kills her husband right in front of her. And then she's like begging for mercy and he says Mm -hmm. "Um, okay well if you really want to live then uh, then do this get on the ground and walk around like a pig and she's like what and he says do it start walking around like a pig and then she so she like gets on the ground and just like crawling around and he tells her no you have to oink like a pig too so she's like crawling around the ground just saying like oink 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 and then he just sits there and laughs at her and then after a couple minutes he kills her anyway yeah, that sounds about right. So, like, they did a, again, they did a really good job on creating a truly bad villain. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is, like I said, th- there's the story, like, there's this, there is this really, they do a good job of creating this feeling like he really is taking over everything. And there's very little that you can do about it. Then there's also, like, I won't get into it, but there's a uh, there's a story, like, that uh, a big part of the story kind of develops through Jowy your friend and he gets involved in some stuff and it's kind of like questionable like what what he's doing at first and that's that's kind of a mystery and yeah I guess that's pretty much that's that's pretty much it like the I I did like the things I liked about it again the story's good I also did like building up my party and deciding who was gonna go especially as you get more characters like there were like I said there were a couple that I kept through most of the game I did like I like the variety of being able, there, there's a wide variety of characters. Like there's the, there's the robot guy that I told you about. There's, you know, some kind of basic like sword and shield guys. There are kind of, there are some people who are kind of like faster. There's bow and arrow guys. There's, there's a wide variety of people to choose from. And you can kind of choose like the people that you like. There's the, one of the guys that I had in my party was blight. Who is uh like a, a dragon. I don't know what it, I don't know what they call them in the, in the game but like a dragon master almost like he 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 rides dragons but he, he doesn't get a dragon in this game unless you can recruit him and i just missed that but he That's like fair. he's just kind of i don't know he was just kind of cool because of that so i had him i had look in my party or luke whatever you <laughs> however you say it. he's really he's a very good uh like magic user um there there's i like having all the choice of this kind of stuff one of the things that you don't get in the Swicken series is that because there are so many people and they're, and they're given such sort of like strong, like they have to do things to differentiate them, you know, from one to another. So it's very obvious. This guy has got a big sword. This guy uses knives. You don't get new weapons for anybody. The only thing you can do is upgrade people's weapons. So you can eventually find, you can find like blacksmiths and some of them might only be able to upgrade your levels to your, your weapons to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And like so, as you play through the game, you might find stronger blacksmiths and pay them more money to upgrade your weapons. So that's how that part of it works. So you kind of miss out on the whole, like oh, sh- I found this badass sword. You know, now I'm going to start kicking right. ass. You how don't... does um, how does armor work in relate? There in is relation armor. To there is armor, okay. and it just doesn't. You know, it's like the thing where it just doesn't show up on them. It doesn't make it okay. Um, gotcha. However, that becomes a little bit of a chore since you have. 108 characters right that's <laughs> <And you're... laughs> what i was thinking is
1: like trying to manage all of the different items and you're like oh well this goes on this person this goes on this person like i need to change every time i put a different person in my party i have to take all of the their equipment and like yep update
0: uh, that's one of the reasons why i would be like oh, that's fine i'll just <laughs> stick with my original six that's exactly right because everybody has well, not everybody, but most people have a, a helmet, a, you know, like a regular armor, uh, a, I think some boots and maybe gloves and then three accessories on top of that, which is, it can be anything from like a necklace to like an item that they can use in combat, like a healing potion or whatever, or I think Mm -hmm. it's like a herb in this one. But, um, yes, there were times where like, because, you know, just as part of the story, I would recruit somebody else. And like yeah. they, at this point they have to, like sometimes people have to be in your party. So you don't always get to choose everybody in your right. party. Sometimes you get people who have to be there. And then, so at some point in the story, sometimes you'll find somebody and they're like, Oh, great. Yeah. I'm going to join you. And we're going to go here and do this and that. So they have to join. So you have to get rid of somebody in your party. Oh, no. So you, but have you to don't get a it ch- no matter, <laughs> but you don't get a chance to remove their stuff before they leave. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> That's very annoying. So the best you can do is wait till you get back to your castle next time. And then there's somebody that you can go to. And luckily, they at least give you this. There's a person in your castle that, like, they kind of help you manage that kind of stuff. And one of the options is just to take everything off of everybody. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You take every you can choose who to take everything off of. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So they do give you that, but you have to be at the castle to use it. Mm-hmm. So they kind of meet you halfway I guess. Uh the, even the castle itself gets pretty confusing cuz like it's it gets pretty big and the layout is there's nothing intuitive about it. So you have to just memorize where people like where the person is who will teleport you places or where the person is who sh- like you get to choose your party from or where to go to save your game or to go rest. Uh it's I there were plenty of times where I was just like wandering around the castle trying to figure out where the hell you know this or that person was
1: yeah that's funny but,
0: um, um yeah i did i did the
1: research uh okay. yes there there are ex-developers from the suikoden series so there's yoshida murayama who was from suikoden one and two he was the game director producer and co-creator of the suikoden series oh, and nice. then there's also a, a couple of other people junko kawano uh osamu komata and okay. i might be these names and then uh, Junchi Murakami, but he's more known for Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow, and The Sword of Etheria. But okay. He was the director for those. So it's like a, a, a random collection of some people who are kind of in those areas uh, and some who had worked on Suikoden.
0: Um, and Chris Pratt's doing the voice acting, I assume, right? Hell
1: yeah, dude. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> yeah. It's a me, Mario. I'm here. Come on, bitches. I hope that's how he does it. He <laughs> said awesome. he said that you'll never what was it? It was his quote of like, no one has done a Mario voice like this, or something like that. He's like, everyone. Yeah, it's like a new take on Mario voice it. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm uh I'm very much ready to see it. I
0: really am yeah. too like. I feel like this is one of those things that's that's easy to to shit on without having heard it, but I'm I'm oh for sure I'm I'm willing to give him a chance.
1: I I mean I'll give him a chance, but I also think even if he goes in a direction of it being terrible, like I'd still love it because it would. Just I think be you're so right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I but actually feel I'm the hoping, same way.
1: I'm hoping it is very much. Like, like I'd love it if he goes... He's like, I'm French now. Like, he (laughs) he just goes in such (laughs) a weird direction. You're like, what? Like, that doesn't even make
0: sense. Mario pops up and he's like, Sacre bleu. (laughs) Uh, Where is the (laughs) princess? Let's go, Luigi.
1: (laughs) Like, that's what I'm looking for.
0: That would be... That would be amazing. Dude, if that That happened... I would be rolling on the ground laughing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't wait. It's coming.
0: <laughs> Just the fact that they got Seth
1: Rogen in there too. I think he's Donkey Kong? Like I think he's Donkey Kong, what a Kong, weird yeah. what a weird cast, man. I can't wait for Donkey Kong to do the Seth Rogen laugh.
0: Oh my gosh, that's going to be amazing also. Like I don't know which one I'm looking forward to better.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're both bangers.
0: Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't go wrong. No. Do you, is there do we know when that's supposed to come out? I want to say it's this year. Wow, really?
1: Mario movie. when? Uh, 2020. Let's see. Oh, it's 2023, it uh, looks like. Will it be? Yeah. Will there be a Mario movie? Da-da, Super Mario has announced the decision to delay the production until 2023. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we got, we we got, got some time. We got some time. They're perfecting his French accent. They're
0: going to tease us a little bit. Has, has there ever been a... So the person that comes to my mind is uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. When they announced that Jack Black was going to be, I forgot the character's name, but like the manager type guy in it. um, Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, that's ridiculous. But actually, I I felt like he did a really good job in the role. Has has there been a supposed uh, miscast that, that you can remember that you can think of that ended up turning out better than you expected? That's a good question. Um, I think miscast.
1: I'd probably say, so, like, I don't know that this is exactly to answer your question, but, like, I, I attribute this to people seeing comedians and being like, there's no way you could do a real like role when it's not just a comedy. Okay. yeah, yeah Like yeah. I think of, I think of, uh, uh, for some reason I immediately thought of something that's uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was uncut, uh, uncut gems with
0: Adam Sandler. I don't oh, know if you've right. ever seen that movie, I, I, but like I have, I've, I've, I've seen like the, I don't know how, but I saw like the first 60 seconds of it at one point.
1: It, that's a strange amount of time. <laughs> <to> see, <laughs> but yes, um, I watched that movie. That was such a weird, like depart from who he was in like every other movie where he's just that he still was the goofy guy, but like just his character completely was so different. I mean, that's the whole point of like being an actor, right? Is that right. like, if you're good at it, you can find a way to, to kind of step out of your comfort zone and be someone totally different. I don't know that I have a good answer for it, though, for like a specific miscast that I can remember.
0: Adam Sandler. He was good in punch drunk love also.
1: <clears throat> yeah. 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 yeah um the,
0: when you say that the the picture in my head that comes to mind and he may i have not seen this movie i don't even know what the name of it is but he, so he may have done well in this in this role i have no idea but there was like an action movie that came out some point with the with jim from the office oh really <laughs> it, like i have to try to find out what it was like seeing him on the cover like trying to do an action pose
1: yeah, just looks like I mean, it's a joke. Just, it's such a departure from what you know, right? Like it's very. If you've watched The Office, or you're, you're you know his character from just th- that, and you're like, okay, that's who he is, right? Like you spent so much seeing him in that, and now he tries to do other things, and like he's done. What was it? Quiet Place, which is like so far from Jim in the Office. Oh wow. Well, like,
0: okay, yeah, I'm pulling this up. And I'm seeing this now, just for the first time. He's
1: done a, he's done a bunch of roles now. He's like, and, and now he's in the Marvel universe, right? He's like, uh, one of the, the four, the fantastic four. He's uh, a stretchy guy. Wait, has that come out? He's well, I don't know about that part, but like he was in, um, uh, the, the, uh, Dr. Strange, like the second one, there was an appearance with him in there. Wow. And he was, he was the fantastic four dude.
0: See, I could see him being a Fantastic Four kind of like, he's like, those are kind of like, fantastic, like, especially the stretchy guy. Like, that's not supposed to be like a cool, (laughs) like, person, right? He's like, (laughs) you're telling me me to be able to stretch all over the place isn't cool. That's a cool, (laughs) come on, man. I think that's a cool thing to be, that's a cool talent. You don't have to be a cool (laughs) person. It doesn't mean you're a cool person. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: Okay, the the this is not actually a movie that I was thinking of. It's a TV show called Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I've seen the ad for that, but I've never actually watched the show.
0: I don't know like he he seems to have such a baby face to me. <laughs> 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 like I don't know if it's I don't know if that's it or if it's just the office factor coming in. Like I can't separate the two in my in my head. They're yeah. just they're just tied together. This he may do perfectly well in it. I have no idea. But just whenever I see that, whenever I see the cover of that pop up on something, it just like doesn't. It's like this isn't right. <laughs>
1: yeah, I. I mean, I hear he's a good actor, but who knows? It's it's just tough because you you if you know someone from that specific role, like sometimes it's even hard to separate that from being like, that's who they are in real life. You know, like you get into your head where you're like, oh, that's how he really is. And it's like, well, he might just be acting like it might be a totally
0: different persona. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Like you think when you, when you meet him, every time something funny happens, he's going to turn and look at a camera somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like, where's the camera look? (laughs) I, I feel like people do that. Like to the, I feel like people, assume a lot of actors are like I mean this sounds kind of bad
1: Exactly like their character (laughs) or
0: like a really good person or something just because they're very likable
1: oh oh yeah well you you get the opposite with people who are like nasty or villains like there will (laughs) be people who just don't like them because they see them in that light and they're like oh they're a terrible person it's like they're playing a
0: character (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like you said, maybe they are just good actors. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, be yeah, maybe they're all.
1: maybe they're terrible people. That it very well could be the case. They just—I just,
0: <laughs> they just, I just to, don't know. They're just, they're like they're just a terrible person. Like the only acting role that they know how to play is is bad people. Just because that's all that all that yeah. they can do. They're not actually act- They're actually really bad actors. Uh, yeah,
1: they're <laughs> they just they're just terrible people, and they just start <laughs> filming them and see what they do. <laughs>
0: okay i don't know how he got here um yeah that's i don't know (laughs) but let's let's go on let's 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 read a few emails okay sounds good um let's see i'm okay so there are one or two here that i'm going to save for next time because looks like they have some stuff uh directed a little bit specifically towards uh jay and i so i'll leave those for when he comes back so here is here's one from father beast father beast says um, so he, Father Beast gave us his list of... So last episode, we did our top 10 games of 25 years ago, which is 1997. Father Beast is writing cool. in with his. Um, he sa- So he only... He says he didn't play enough from that year to have a full uh, list, but so here are his top seven. Tomb Raider 2 is number seven. He okay. says, actually, I've only played the demo disc that I got at a thrift store. I've played enough to know that the precision jumping and timing in order... To not die was not for me. Okay, so this is like a seven, as in the seven. (laughs) I played seven, Uh, and this one was bad, I guess. I guess, yeah. Well, you know, it's, I mean, but the triangle boobs, like, makes up for it, you know? It does, yeah. That's what we're looking for. Number six, Fallout 1. says, man, this seems like a great game, but my first experience was kind of a bummer. I left the (laughs) vault and almost got killed by rats while still in the entry cave. Then started walking across the desert and got killed by monsters. I haven't gone back.
1: I mean, that's basically my Fallout 2 experience until I looked at a guide and figured out how to get out of that area.
0: (laughs) I I remember the rats that he's talking about when I tried Fallout 1. And you walk up to a rat and you've got a knife and you try to stab a rat and you stab and miss. The rat tries to bite you. He tries and misses, and it goes just back and forth for like five minutes with you just trying to kill a rat. And then there are like fifteen more rats before you get to the end of this opening <laughs> cave.
1: Oh man, there were some good games from nineteen ninety-seven.
0: I just started looking at a list. Yeah, there were some. There were some good ones. My number, my the, so Fi- Final Fantasy Seven was that year. Oh, uh, okay. The Curse of Monkey Island was that year.
1: That's another good one
0: um I star forgot. fox
1: 64 yeah star fox 64 64 64
0: 64, <laughs> 64. Uh, number five the journeyman project it's a time travel adventure game and my older son was fascinated by it it's a mist like when i didn't know what mist was it's interesting but i never finished it number four callahan's cross time saloon i was <laughs> a big fan of the book series by spider robinson and it was great seeing the characters i had read about on screen number three jedi knight he says or dark forces 2 but i never played dark forces i don't i don't know oh wait no this is i think it's jedi knight dark forces 2 is the game i don't know what the is doing there another favorite of my older son and i was fascinated too this lets my favorite saying a shooter is just a shooter unless it's unless it's jedi knight my son and I played through the demo. Then I bought the game and I played through the first f- few levels, enjoying it all the way. I have no idea why I didn't get back to it. Number oh. two, Diablo. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, in fact, Diablo one is my favorite Diablo. It is. It is my favorite. As really? Well.
1: I I know that people love Diablo two and they they hold it real high up there. But there's something about Diablo one that I just I have. So much uh, love for. It was very much one of my first games that I really, like, just sunk my teeth into. and was Oh, really? All into. One of the ones yeah. that you, like,
0: just got, like, really got sucked in?
1: Yeah, it, it was just, I don't know. There's something about the, like, I, it was the first, like, I was a kid at the time. I was pretty young. 1997, I'm seven years old. So... It was the first game that had, like, a really mature theme to it other than, you know, the nice cutesy little, like, games you'd play on a Nintendo-type console. Uh, and, And then you just have this very amazing, like, replayability system of going back and forth and grinding and getting better and going down deeper into the dungeon, like, you know, into hell. And then I just loved that ending of Diablo. I thought it was so fucking cool. Yeah. Plus that was like my first experience with online stuff. That's when you, there was like the, the battle net system. So going online oh, okay. and finding like the ways to, to cheat the system and finding all these really cool items and playing with other people in the world. Like that was my first experience with that. So there was just like so many different reasons for me to love Diablo.
0: So when Diablo two came out, were you super psyched about that? That's the funny thing is
1: like I was, but Diablo two, for some reason this is a game that I need to go back to because Diablo two is one I've actually never beaten because uh-huh. I just get fatigued with it. Dude, I've, I'm
0: the exact same damn way. I don't know what it is, but I really <laughs> like Diablo one, but Diablo two, I've never really liked very much.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know what it like. It's, it's the same for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's something about Diablo two that I just, I would play to like act three and I'd be like, something would come up or i would just be like yeah i'm good for now i'll get back to it
0: and then i just never do that's so funny i've never known anybody that (laughs) also like me (laughs) likes the first one and doesn't really like the second one
1: yeah and then diablo 3 i think was too too cookie cutter
0: okay diablo 3 i played a lot of it well Mm I, well, okay, I say that. I played it like very heavily for like a month after it came out. <laughs> I I played a lot of Diablo 3. Like
1: I, I I will say it's cookie cutter and I I'm not that big of a fan of like where the series went, but I still put in a lot of time into 3, okay. much more than 2. But it really was just because uh I had a good buddy system of people who wanted to play it and who really got addicted to it i think that's the same
0: prior reason for me too yeah
1: yeah if they didn't i don't know that i would have stuck with it as long as i
0: did gotcha what what class did you play in that one in three i was
1: playing as the i forget exact i think it's called a demon hunter it was like the rogue type uh crossbow
0: character okay okay yeah yeah i was the witch uh witch doctor
1: Oh yeah, the Witch Doctor was really cool. That was my um, my second character I picked up, and I really enjoyed. Um, Diablo II. I don't remember which characters I played, and one I would always like the Warrior.
0: I want to say I was like a. I don't even know if this is one of the classes in two, but like I basically played like a Paladin type character. I, yeah, there is a Paladin. Okay, there that's a paladin. I'm sure that's probably what I did too. And in one, I did the whatever like the Ranger is.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense
0: um okay and okay so let's see number two is diablo yes our game of the quarter back in the spring of diablo this game held an honored place among our cds and that every other CD needed to be put away on the shelf when we grabbed something else to play, except Diablo could stay next to the computer since all of our family played it. This game is a winner.
1: <laughs> Hell
0: yeah! I love how that's that's how they knew it was a special one. like, no, you can keep yeah. this one out. It's just always there.
1: It clearly, <laughs> you never know when you might need to be like, I gotta play Diablo right now. This has
0: got to be right at arm's length. Number one, The Curse of Monkey Island. Robert he says Robert says this isn't his favorite monkey island game well it is mine this is the crown jewel of the series getting swallowed by the snake never gets old my favorite joke is that when Elaine realizes you gave her a cursed ring she pulls back her fist to hit you just as she turns into a gold statue you then spend most of the game removing the curse and when she turns human again she finishes the action and flattens you with her punch that is Mm -hmm. a pretty good gag. I also rave about the vegetarian cannibals who worship Mount Acid Acidophilus, the lactose intolerant volcano, and the way you have to peel a man's sunburn to get a map. It's all it's all riotously funny and just thinking about it, I pulled it up on Scum VM and played the first part again, which reminds me this game has the best cold open of any game I know. Yeah, I mean, all good points Father Beast is it's a. It is not my favorite Monkey Island game, but it is a great one. What was your? Um,
1: just uh, I know you already did this on a previous episode, but what was your uh, your top for nineteen
0: ninety seven? Nineteen uh, ninety seven. I know my number one was Final Fantasy VII.
1: Okay, that makes and my sense. number
0: two was Curse of Monkey Island. In fact, I had a hard time deciding between those two, which would be one and two. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. I don't remember. Actually, hold on. I might have it. Just right here. I won't go through the whole list, but I if, yeah, assume. if
1: not, if not, that's okay. I know the listeners already heard this. If they okay, yeah, to the right. Last
0: okay, th- my three was uh, Star Wars X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Oh, okay. Oh. And then four was Final Fantasy Tactics, and then it was like kind of some N sixty four stuff from there on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would have a much different list because I was very much into PC and Nintendo at the time, so mine would probably be somewhere like. I, I honestly, I think Diablo would be up at the top. Sounds like, it, Oh, what you well said. actually, uh, crash bandicoot two would probably be next. Oh, okay. I, I love crash. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Goldeneye, Eye cause I, I, yep. I it, that game does not hold up today, <laughs> but, uh, I really loved that game at the time and played that a lot with friends. I
0: definitely played a shitload of Goldeneye with friends. Yeah.
1: So, I think that would probably be in in my top 3 at least. There's there's a lot of good games from 1997
0: though. You know what the be- the best thing in Goldeneye to do be- besides like cheap stuff like, you know, as such as playing as Oddjob? Um mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. best thing was if you got big the big head mode, big head <laughs> mode, if you got the revolver, <laughs> um there was a way to you know like when you aim in that one it's not like a first-person shooter is now. It was kind of like a little bit primitive as far as that goes.
1: Yeah, and you a little
0: would, bit. You would push like one of the camera buttons to aim up or down slightly. If you yeah. got it just right, then it was always at head level, and the revolver would one-shot people if you shot them in the head. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> so great! So all you had to do was
0: get it <laughs> aimed correctly on the y-axis, and then not touch it anymore, and then just run around. As long as you shot somebody, you'd kill them. <laughs> Pro strats. Pro strats. Okay. Thank you, Father Beast. Oh, he says, so that's it for you, for now. I'll be playing Quest for Glory 3 for the game of the summer. Unless you guys choose a game I would rather play. We'll see. So, yeah, Father Beast has a thing where <laughs> whenever we do this or that game, he always plays, well, over the summer, he plays Quest for Glory instead because he just likes playing those. <laughs> that's great. That's pretty good. Um, we okay.
1: Had, uh, we had something similar, so we, we uh, real quick. Yeah we had yep. um, a couple of patrons that would do something we, we had every month where we'd, or well, as every other month we'd play an indie game and we'd have like a book club and we would have them uh, send in audio clips and we would play them on the episode. And so uh, <laughs> we had our last one that we did. Uh, we had this guy who would, uh, he was such a riot um, who instead of giving us the book club thing he just did a uh, a, a reading of the 50 shades of gray <laughs> <laughs> and we were like what the hell is happening <laughs>
0: that's perfect it was yeah our our community was wild i loved them yeah they they, they, they were you guys didn't really have a, a really awesome community Alright, next one. Okay, so Sven actually has two emails. I think I'm going to Yeah, I'm gonna leave these out because again, they're kind of directed have a lot of them partly at Jay. Um Let me look at the second one. Actually, maybe this I you know, I'm gonna read okay, I'm gonna read Sven. Sven, I'm gonna read your second email, and I'm gonna save the next one the other one for next time. Alright, so Sven says Uh, I'd like to follow up my other email with another point. I just listened to episode 176 in which Jeffrey wrote in about about Final Fantasy VIII and his experience with it. What struck me in a very positive way was the fact that he played and finished the game, and then, because he thought he had missed something, immediately started over and did a second complete playthrough. Seething, as he called it, the whole time. (laughs) So... (laughs) So what is really intriguing to me about that is the fact that I have done the same thing quite a number of times, starting a game over right after having reached the credit sequence. And I always thought this was such a nerdy thing to do that I never dared tell anybody about it. I'm happy that there are other people out there who do the same thing for me. Huh?
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Okay, he says, for me, though, the reason to play through a game a second time right after having finished it is always because I love the game or certain aspects of it so much that I simply don't want it to end. And to be clear, I'm not talking about new game plus or anything like that. And of course, neither am I talking about games like Civilization or Crusader Kings in which the player naturally develop in in which the player naturally plays several or many matches or maps. What were you going to say? This is such an interesting uh, point for me, anyway, because
1: I hate replaying games.
0: Yeah, I, I generally do too. Dude,
1: the minute I, I, it like it has to be such a good game for me to go back to it. It's so rare that the minute I hit credit scenes, and I do this with a lot of games where there's probably still extra content, I'll be like, "Nope, I hit credit scene, we're done," <laughs> and I'll, I'll just go away from it. Even if I like it, it's something that I just very much a, I guess I was conditioned to, from doing like the, you know, the podcast where I was just like, it would have to be back to back things where maybe now I'm a little bit less on that, but still, I, I just, I don't enjoy going back to a game. Even if I liked it, I'll probably do something like I will maybe watch something about it again, or read something about like, you know, opinions on the inner workings of it. Like I'm a huge uh, Bioshock fan. And so there's some times where I'll love going into people doing the videos about like explaining like, oh, did you know like the deeper meaning behind right, XYZ? Right. But like, I don't know that I'm going to want to replay the entire game again because I enjoyed it, even though it was great. Like it just, I don't know. It,
0: <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm generally the same. Like, and I think most of it for me is because there are so many games that I want to play. Yeah, I'm like, well, I've got that one down. I'm not gonna return to that when there are a hundred more that I want to, see, you know, see how good they are for the first time. Right. Um, there's too much. There's too much stuff in the world, man. There's so many games. Yeah. Like, there's too much.
1: It's, it's kind of nuts too because I was, you know, doing this just now. I looked at a list of like a Wikipedia, like 1997 in video games, and they have like a list of all the games, and I'm like that seems nuts to do in today's day and age of like the indie explosion of like, there's oh, yeah. no way you could have a list no. of like, here's all <laughs> the games in this year. It would be like, that's way too long.
0: Yeah. Um. There, uh like even so that there are two cases where I will replay a game. If I, like you said, if it's, if I absolutely loved it and even then I'm not going to replay it that much. Like monkey Island, I've probably played, five or six times in my whole life and it is my favorite game ever. Wow. Um there are the only exception to that is there are a couple times where I've pl- and this is for there are a couple times mostly with RPGs if I've played one and I feel like I I just missed something kind of kind of like almost what Jeffrey did with Final Fantasy VIII but if it's one that like yeah. a lot of people love kind of like Swiggin' in 2 honestly um and I just feel like i missed it then like f- almost maybe even mostly for the sake of the podcast i would i have re- there are a couple that i have returned to after a few years and given another shot to see like right was i just being too hard on, was i expecting too much yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah i've done that it's, a couple times so i you
1: know i i say that like oh i'll never go back to a game or like it's very rare but to um, the person who wrote in like to their defense. um, I've also put in almost uh, on steam. I'm at 480 hours on the binding of Isaac. And I've also played like 300 on switch.
0: I forgot. Yeah. I remember now you're, you're a big binding of Isaac guy. So yeah,
1: well I played it until I a hundred percent beat everything um, for this new DLC. But like, that's the point of, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll never play a game again. But I literally sunk so much of my life
0: into one game. And
1: yeah, that's li- that's
0: different though. That's not like, that's kind of like what he was saying. That's, that's sort of falls along the lines of like civilization or something like that, where you don't yeah. just play it once. You're like, well, that's it. Like, that's a game that's like the nature of the game. You're supposed to go back and play many times.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But it's, I
1: mean, it's still like, it doesn't matter. If you enjoy your time with it,
0: then do it. Right,
1: like right. who cares? Um, but yeah, as far as like story, like even even for games, one of my favorite things with games is when they have you know multiple paths, or if you make these choices, they matter and it, it changes the story. Sure. I love playing games like that, but I don't do it like oh I can play it multiple times. I stupidly I'm like I love these games and I'll pick my choices and then I'll <laughs> be like all right I'm done. I'm gonna watch it. What happens on YouTube rather than like playing again?
0: <laughs> nice. uh all right so sven sven goes on to say he says he's not talking about games like civilization or crusader kings i am talking about games that have an actual story uh for instance when i finished octopath traveler i had fallen so much in love with the game its graphics its music its characters that i just did not want to part with it so i did another full playthrough right after having watched the end sequence with only a few minor tweaks concerning my party setup and this, with reaching the game's true ending and doing all of the 120 side quests, took me about 100 hours each time. My God. That, that's so, yeah, such, I can't do that. I can't do that. Such dedication. It is. Uh, my que- So my question of the day is, have you ever... Okay, so we sort of already answered this. Have you ever done something similar? It seems with the wide variety of games available nowadays, people almost never do that because they have such a large backlog of games they want to play in the future. That's why I like Jeffrey's email so much because there's something to be said in my opinion about sticking to a game and spending as much time with it as possible and not trying simply to finish it in some way before moving to the next game on the list. Have a good one Sven. Yeah. So we pretty much answered that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you very For the much. Most part. Yeah. Anything else to add?
1: Uh, No, I mean, I, I think we covered that question, even though we didn't know it was coming yeah, pretty I well. So.
0: I think so um we do you have time for two more yeah sure let's no. do it all right we got one for mike here mike says hello gentlemen just wanted to say a quick hello and give you my top 10 of 1997 i'll say i have never played final fantasy 7 or castlevania symphony of the night but i believe both of these games would easily make this list for me here are the top games i have played from 97 in no particular order with the exception of the number one entry so, all right, number 10 bomberman 64 Bomberman's first 3D Again. entry in a very underrated N64 platformer. I loved that game. He they're right. Like that game was surprisingly good. I don't think I I may have played this, but I don't remember it if I did. This probably it, has to be a multiplayer. Like, is this one you pretty much would have to play multiplayer? Like to, to uh, like it, or no? No, no. And it, it I don't even think it was multiplayer. Like, it is oh, so okay. far from
1: what you think of. When you think Bomberman, interesting, like Bomberman, very much is that like arcadey type game where you're in what looks like a Pac-Man type arena, right? And Bomberman 64 was totally different. It was like kind of think of like a Mario 64 esque like exploring <laughs> different worlds. Wow, and it was it was Mario 64 is a bad one to use because it wasn't as like open worldish, no, but I'll it was you, it had up, but yeah, you have different that's you have different stages thing that come to my mind. Yeah, that you're exploring and different, like, vehicles that you end up going in as well. Like, it's so... And I don't think they've ever done it with Bomberman, like, anything else like that from their series. But I, I loved it as a kid. I thought it was so good.
0: Okay. Um, Let's see. Number nine, Chameleon Twist. A forgotten N64 platformer that I remember renting many times. Diddy Kong Racing. Hell yeah, let's go. I hear so much good stuff about this game.
1: People people shit on this game a lot, but I think it was pretty good. Yeah, there's there's a whole community of people who like hate Diddy Kong racing. (laughs) Okay. Um, but there's also very much people who are like, no, no, you're wrong. What a good game. (laughs) I liked it as a kid. I don't know so I'm not I'm not like a person who's who's into racing games to a point where like, yeah, it's better. Like, I know there's people who are Uh, who hate Mario Kart because they think it's too easy and they go like the crash racing route and things like that. And there's a whole like a community against that. I don't know where Diddy Kong fits in. I just remember enjoying it as a kid and being like, this is weird because it was one of those games that had an open world, but it was a racing game. So I thought that was super cool. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Uh, next uh, GoldenEye is number seven this is the game that set the foundation for multiplayer first person shooters and the first game I can remember staying up all night and playing with friends Yeah, solid number six the Lost World Jurassic Park arcade game the kid oh, I have no idea <laughs> I, I feel like this is like one of the like a, like a light gun arcade game probably yeah the game every kid wanted to play at Chuck E. Cheese in the late 90s my parents still have a picture of me playing this during my seventh birthday party Number five, hmm. Mega Man Legends. Underrated I, I, underrated Mega Man game that is part RPG and part dungeon crawler. Yeah. This might Did you be... ever play this one? No.
1: Oh, it was... I remember this being very bad. <laughs> but I, I don't... <laughs> for some reason, I remember playing it for a little bit and being like, no, thank you.
0: I If this is... Okay, okay, yeah. I This is... I have seen this game before. And I yeah. just remember seeing it and being like... I never want to play this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, Mega Man is so good in the genre and style that it is. And, and it's not like a bad thing for people to branch out and try something different, but I just don't think this was the right direction. Although I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I I didn't give it a chance. I remember just kind of like you looking at it and being like, what, this isn't Mega Man. Like, no, no, I
0: don't want this. Yeah. Number four, Mario Kart 64. A much more accessible racing game compared to Diddy Kong and superior, in my opinion. Number three, Snowboard Kids. I have to look this up because it just has that's just like such a weird name to me. A fun snowboard racing game on the N sixty four featuring quirky characters. Like it seems like such an on the nose title. Yeah, it's got kids skate snowboarding. (laughs) Let's call it Snowboard Kids. I mean, it it gets the point across real quick. I guess so. Uh, Number two, Star Fox 64. Yeah. This was the first N64 game I ever played. I remember playing this at my older cousin's house and being blown away by the 3D graphics and voice acting. Simpler times. (laughs) Number one, Final Fantasy Tactics. This is my actual number one and my favorite game that this podcast inspired me to try out. I don't That's have cool. that is awesome. Jay, I'm I'm sad that Jay's not here to hear that because Jay would be flipping his shit. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything to say that you two haven't already articulated. This is an all time classic. Yeah, Jay is a huge Final Fantasy Tactics fan. Um, I do like the game a lot. I, I talked about this last time when when I played it. I played it in a like the most unideal way possible, pretty much. Like I played it over a very long period of time, to where every time I Loaded my save. I had no idea what was going on with the story or anything like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, so I I missed out on like half of what is supposed to make it so good. Um, (laughs) it's even the the combat though is still really good regardless. So like I had a lot of fun with that. That was great. The way your characters and classes level up and that kind of stuff is really good too. But I just pretty much missed out on the story altogether.
1: Yeah, I've actually never tried it. I'm not the biggest tactics uh fan. Okay. The only one that I've ever played that I was really into was when I was younger was a game called Vandal hearts. Um, Sounds familiar. It's, it's very much a, like, I don't know. I've brought it up to a lot of people and no one ever knows what it is. So it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it kind of tracked very well with people. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not asking. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not asking the right people, but I uh, really liked it back way back when, um, but I also don't know if it was that good of a game or if it's just, you know, because I was a kid. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Um, he said, oh, okay, Mike says he finishes up. I've had a busy summer so far, so I'm writing this in a hurry. It may be a while before I have a chance to write in again. Keep up the work, you two. Rob, keep on with the epic rants of Kingdom Hearts and FF8 quality. Jay, you know that you will always have a listener that understands Majora's Mask is the best Zelda and that all other opinions are wrong. Take care. Wow. Mike. All right. All right. That's quite. It's quite a take. It's a take. Um. All right. We got one more. This is from Chase the Night Cleaner. As always, Chase says, "Hello, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner here with another email to help fill your inbox. This one is completely unrelated to video games. Ooh. So I am moving. I am moving someone this weekend, and I can honestly say, after having moved myself ten times over the past twenty years, damn, Chase." And having helped many others move, I can confirm I am not a fan. Which brings me to my question of the day. Do you have any weird or funny moving stories that may have sucked at the time but make you laugh now? He says, some examples for me. I've crashed into things with trucks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Had furniture fall apart as we moved it. Helped move kitchen equipment. Fridges and a grand piano had a move that took less than an hour because it was just into an apartment upstairs. I found <laughs> dead animals as we moved a oh, hoarder. No. Done some serious property damage, moving big things without a plan, you know all that fun stuff. Do we do you have any Oh my God. Any moving a, stories?
1: Well I don't think I'm gonna beat any of that. That's uh <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's a little little high up there on the bar. Um good moving stories. You know, I haven't moved a lot honestly um and i think most of mine have been pretty like just average just moving shit like uh-huh. i guess what you would normally think will happen if you're moving stuff right. um so i yeah, don't know just like every
0: all the normal shitty stuff that comes along with
1: yeah you. you know you hurt your back a little bit you lift some boxes you get annoyed that they just take forever to go from one place to the next the ones that uh, like I will say it is, um, if you can afford it, get people to have like lift the heavier stuff, I would recommend. Yep. Um, because I, for many times would do that without getting help. And then one time I did it and a couch that took like three people, like this one guy just lifted up by himself. And I was like, fuck, what am I doing with my life? But
0: (laughs) it's crazy how, how those movers get like moving strength
1: (laughs) yeah dude because they don't look it yeah they don't don't look
0: it very big like they'll pick up this it's amazing what they can do when we you know so we just moved into this into our temporary house while our other we're doing some stuff with our other house and like there's this one skinny dude carrying huge shit up the stairs and like there was something just a couple weeks ago that my wife was like hey um will you get this up the stairs and uh, i was like yeah uh, i might need some help with it can you like just like help like balance one in she was like she was like there was she goes you know one of them like that skinny mover carried one of these by himself up the stairs i think you can do it i was like okay and like straining so hard to get this damn thing up the steps yeah that moving strength it's a real thing um i don't i so there is one kind of funny story i already told this on the podcast like shortly after we moved but i don't think you've heard it um the the movers that helped us get into where we are now that at one point they saw their so like where my office is it's supposed to be a bedroom and there's a bathroom and then like a bedroom on the other side it's one of those where like both uh, bedrooms connect to the bathroom and (laughs) two of the movers got in an argument with each other about if they lived here and they both had to go to the bathroom at the same time, which one of them would get to use the bathroom first? <laughs> I mean, whoever got in there qu- quicker. That, that was pretty much, that was pretty much what I thought, but this turned into like a whole thing. And then like, and then one of the guys said that his solution would be to say that he has to take a shower and then he would go in there and then use the bathroom and take a shower. So that was his plan. He would just him. leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> That was his plan for beating him into the bathroom, I guess, is to claim to have to take a shower. Wow. That is quite a struggle. Quite a struggle. The only other, like, I don't have anything big. The only other thing my dad always loves to tell the story about when we moved when I was little, that the uh, movers packed up our trash can with the trash still in it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... You, you want that full moving experience. You want everything that you had from the other house. You know. I wonder if that was a thing where it's like, no, you ha- you have to take like because fifteen years ago we got sued because th- this person kept you know like their grandmother's ashes in the trash can and somebody threw it away. <laughs> like, you know, oh my god, like- <laughs> why would they keep it in there? <laughs> Maybe that was a hiding spot. Maybe they kept it below the the trash bag. Who knows? But I oh wonder if, God. like, there's something, like, I wonder if they had some strict rule that says, under no circumstances throw anything away, no matter how obviously it may look like trash. I Yeah, I, I mean, I,
1: I, it all it takes is one screw-up for a rule to be made, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had... Uh, never had any weird instances like that the only thing that we've had is and this i mean this isn't a funny story but it's like the only very strange thing that i've had is we hired a moving company that didn't show up for like 30 minutes and we were like what the hell happened and finally they showed up and they were like yeah we're so sorry uh we we were in a, a mandatory like impromptu training because apparently some a customer got really uh, like aggressive with one of them and started calling them offensive names and things like that. And they had to go to this like whole HR training type thing. (laughs) It was like, so I was like, like that. And they started telling me that. And I was like, why are you telling me? (laughs)
0: That's so random.
1: Yeah. It was very strange. And I was like, I was like, this is either like the worst excuse for them just being normally (laughs) late or like a very elaborate thing that actually happened and I was like all right man whatever just let's move the stuff i don't quick,
0: know come up with something <laughs> yeah like <laughs> oh we're in hr training oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's perfect Who knows. all right well thank you very much chase um quick if 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 you have anything we'll do a current gaming subcast for if you really want to briefly mention any non-classic sure. uh, games that you played recently. I'm, I'm sure you've been, you've been playing some indie stuff. I'm, I'm sure you haven't just dropped that entirely.
1: <laughs> I No. The minute I stopped IndiePod, <laughs> I, I just haven't played a single video game since. <laughs> never again um i'll do it i'll do it really quickly the one the one uh well two major things that i've been doing but real quick there is a mod that came out so to your point of like i don't like souls like games but elden ring was a big thing okay and uh i said that i would never play it because i don't really care but there's a mod that came out that lets you have four people that play completely co-op rather than just like in certain sections and i was like i was like all right I'll, I'll i'll try it out then and so like i've just been going through it and it's such a funny different experience because there's like you know there's the whole dread of like oh my god this boss is gonna kill me and i need to learn the patterns and it's so unforgiving and like we just dumpster like just steamroll over everything in this game because <laughs> it's four people right right and it's like the boss doesn't know who to hit, so it's just, and I decided, I was like, well, we're going to cheese this because it's a four people already, so I was like, I'll be mage. So we literally just have them, like, tanking and fighting, but I'm
0: just in the background just I chucking that. spells, and I'm like, ah, you'll never get me. I love how the boss is like, this wasn't in my contract. <laughs> so he's like,
1: what is happening? <laughs> We had this one, and so like, the game is just in general, Elden Ring is buggy, but also the mod is buggy, so we had this thing where, for some reason, we were fighting Godric the Grafted, which is like this tough boss that people usually struggle with, and he for some reason just got aggroed by me and he was like fuck that guy i'm killing him and he wouldn't i was like what is going on like so i'm the mage so i would run away other aside i would start chucking spells and he would just dash straight towards me i'm like what about the two other guys that are hitting you right now and he just did not care and once he killed me he ended up killing me he just stood there and the game just like glitched out and it was like, he's like, I've, I've done all I need to do. That's all I care of my life. And so, my life so my buddy, cool. my buddies who are playing are like, I guess we'll just stab him and kill him. I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> so
0: was awesome. very,
1: very much a, a, a funny side of, of Elden Ring. Cause it's like totally different. And like, <laughs> I have no interest in playing it in, in the way that like you should, but right. it's just the, the chaos of it is very fun and just hilarious. Um, that, and I've been playing and I already finished the cuphead DLC, uh, that just recently oh, dropped, like, damn. I think, like the other day, I was surprised. It was one of those things where like cuphead. I love, I have been a big fan. Uh, I've played it a bunch of times and so I picked up the DLC and I was like, oh, this is great. I've been waiting for so long for this DLC. I'll try. And I was like, uh, it was an afternoon and I was like, I've got some time. I'll try a couple bosses and we'll, we'll just play for a little bit and then I'll end up, I think it was like in two, three hours I ended up beating it and like not realizing it until I got to the end. And I was like, this feels like a final boss. And I was like, I <laughs> really hope it's not though. Cause this is too quick. And then it, it ended and it gave me like the cutscenes and like the, the credits to it. And I was like, damn, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> That's a wrap boys. So, but it was good. it was very good though it was yeah so it was very good i really liked the new challenges the new bosses i think that some of them are much harder than others um i something about those plane levels they always give me such a challenge oh really yeah those are always that like that's the one that i probably played the most even though it's like the second one you can do in in the scheme of things Mm -hmm. um but it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I like the fact that you can now play as the, the Chalice character, which has like a little bit of differences in that she has a double jump. She has this like dodge roll that makes her invincible. Um, and instead of having to double jump to like tap things to get that, the, whenever there's like pink items, you can smack at right. them, which will give you energy. She just has a dash that goes into it. Okay. Um, so like very different in, in play style in that regards. Um, but just a cool little thing for the storyline of being able to play as her. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought it was fun. I thought it was really good. It just, it was one of those things where it is a short experience. It's not a lot. Like, I think it was eight bucks um, when I bought it. So it wasn't that much. Like if you're thinking about like how much went into that. And right. like I get that they're like hand drawing this stuff and there's a lot of challenging pieces that go into creating it. But when it was done, I was like, damn, I really waited this long for that experience to just be over right now. Like, it very, very much felt like uh, one of those moments where you're just like, there's no way I'm already done with something that I've been, uh, like, so excited for for so long. Yeah, yeah. But I am, and it's over. It's all. But it did, was good. Did you watch any of the TV show? I did. I wasn't a fan. I think it's I, – I don't – so I think they just didn't really know – what audience to cater to with that. Cause it very much felt like a kid's show, but like, I don't think a lot of kids would care for that series as much as people who are probably older. And I feel like it should have had more of a,
0: an adult vibe to it. I, I don't know. So it, I watched the first episode with my daughter who she, she really liked, like the game is a little bit, too, she's 13. So like, she appreciates the game, but it, she hasn't played it very much Is because like, it's a little bit too it's hard. Too tough. It's It's yeah, like it's tough. That's not the type of game she likes to play, but she really sure. likes the aesthetic of it. I mean, um, it look, yeah,
1: it looks wonderful.
0: Yeah, so we both were pretty excited about that, and we watched the first episode, and both of us were like,
1: yeah, that was all right. Yeah, that's kind of how I came uh, out of it. Was uh, I was like, this was good, but like, I don't know that I care to watch anymore. I right. watched a couple episodes, and then I think i got what i wanted from that experience but one they did change the animation to it it's not exactly what it is in the game because it would be much more expensive to do it that way so Mm -hmm. that's obviously a bummer and two uh as much as the voice acting is good they're not the voices i expected. you know when you like read a book and then a movie is portrayed of it and you're like that's not how i pictured the character at all like that's how i felt when i was watching cuphead and Mugman talk i was like why do they have these like very strange new york type accents and like i don't know it it felt like a like he was just so far from the character i envisioned in my head so it it was a little bit of uh uh off-putting it was just different from what i anticipated and like i still think that they they picked they catered to a younger audience, which is probably good because like it it builds the brand and like people who grow up, then they could try the game and get it and yada, yada, yada. But like if you're catering to the audience that already probably played it, it's like an older generation. And I feel like it just wasn't anything like maybe, you know, I have a kid. I'll be like, you want to watch this Cuphead show? And maybe they'll like it because it's a cartoon. Sure. But I don't know. Just not for me. All right. Have you have you
0: tried the Cuphead hot sauce? No, I didn't even know there was a hot sauce. There is. I just happened to, I I saw somebody tweet about this like a few, like a couple months ago. I pulled it up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll put it here for you. Okay. Okay. It is some of the best damn hot sauce I've ever had. Really? (laughs) Yes. Not joking. It is kind of expensive. Like one bot. There are several different kinds. One bottle is 16 or $18, depending on what kinds you
1: get. Oh yeah, they're like their collection set is $105 uh-huh. for what seems like uh what is that, seven bottles? Yeah. Hot damn. Yes. That's a that is a hot price for hot sauce. But it is uh, so damn good. <laughs> wow. So I would recommend which, like if, which one? Because there's a there's a number here. So there are a bunch of flavors.
0: like kind of outlandish ones, like blueberry habanero is one of them or something like that um and uh, so far all of the ones that i've tried are good but the best are like the basic ones the smoked jalapeno Uh elder uh elder kettles cozy cottage smoked jalapeno sauce is probably the best the other one that's really good is one that sounds like it's just gonna like like blow your ass off when you eat it but it's really not too hot it's the Devil's Soul Collector, Carolina Reaper, Trinidad, Maruga, Scorpion, and Ghost Pepper Hot Sauce. That one's really good too. Oh my god. It sounds it does, it, it does say this it, it, is
1: ten out of ten on the
0: heat level. It does. It says ten out of ten. I'm here to tell you. Yes, it's spicy, but it's not it's not gonna is nothing like you're expecting. Okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah, damn. Now I'm like, I kinda wanna get these. <laughs> I would recommend it because I, I think they're very, very good. Like, I was, I bought, I bought two just for the hell of it. I was like, oh, this, this will be neat. Like, you know, just to show my daughter at least, and we'll try it. But then I was like, holy shit, this stuff is good. So take that for what it's they worth. They even, yeah, they even have coffee too. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't tried the coffee. I it, like the coffee comes in little. Just like tiny individual looks packets. Like, yeah, it looks like like tea bags of it. <laughs> it's like a tea bag of coffee. If, if if it came in a normal bag of coffee and wasn't probably already ground, I'd probably give the coffee a shot. Also, yeah, that is interesting, huh? What a what a unique little thing. I have no idea this even existed. It is a unique little thing. Um, is that all you got for current gaming subcast? Uh, yeah. What else am I doing? I mean,
1: I went through Hollow Knight from start to finish. Just oh yeah, to... you really
0: like that game, don't you?
1: Yeah. So I I had played it um a while back. Got to about halfway through and kind of just dipped for some reason. Something else came up. It was years ago when it first came out. Um, and it's one of those things where you try to come back afterwards and you're like, oh, I don't remember what I was doing and I, I don't remember the full skill set. So I was like, you know what? I, now that uh, the Silk song has officially been like, yeah, it's 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 really coming out like and they're getting closer to it actually uh, releasing sometime, I think maybe at this year, end of this year, if not early next year, um, then why not? I got to go through it again. So I picked it up from start <laughs> to finish and went through the game. I love it, man. It's such a good game. Awesome.
0: Um, I've got two that I'll mention real fast uh shredders revenge oh yeah that was good i did play it's 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 perfect it's nothing it's like it doesn't do anything new really like it, it's no. not gonna if you know it's not gonna like surprise you in any way no they just did exactly what they needed to do for this type of game how many people did you play it with just one Well, like me and one other guy oh it was
1: yeah so i had a full party oh you had of, six people i had six people holy and it was, shit so chaotic dude there's you cannot see what is happening or like understand what's going on it's just mass chaos and it's really fun like it's it's a different type of fun it's very much the same type of fun i'm having with like the elden ring of like things are just disappearing and everyone's using their specials and you're just seeing just ragdoll physics of all of these enemies and uh it's so good, but it it very much defeats the like, oh, this is a brawler. It might be tough or like whatever like I'll lose lives. It's like, no, you're not gonna lose any lives, don't worry.
0: So so it doesn't, like, do any sort of scaling if you have six people playing or anything like that? I don't know if it, do- <laughs> it does. I don't know if it does, like, it. like, with the regular people, like, when
1: you're walking through, like, those enemies know. There were, like, the bosses, if you have, like, those ones where, uh, like, the thing on the um, the highway, when you have the the giant vehicle that's, like, shooting missiles at you and stuff uh, like that, yeah, yeah. or those type of moments, it still feels as chaotic. Like, it doesn't help that you have more <laughs> people because just the same as amount of obstacles are in the way. Um But I don't know if there is any kind of scaling because it never felt it never felt challenging. And we were playing on like the normal mode. I I didn't go on the hard mode, which we should have because there were six people. I didn't realize until halfway (laughs) through. But like it never felt like there there was a real danger. Like maybe someone would lose a life once or twice here, here and there. But it like we never had to continue or go through it. Gotcha. Um, like you would in, in normal brawlers, but like it doesn't take away from the great experience of having, like if you're playing it in that way, you're not looking at it for like the challenge of it. You're looking at it right. for there's six people that you're literally playing with <laughs> and just being Ninja Turtles slash a couple other characters and just having a good time destroying stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, that's all it comes down to again. Like the, all they're doing is creating a new beat-em-up for people who were big fans of the Ninja Turtles ones back in the day. It's not yeah, yeah. breaking any new boundaries or anything like that. They just did a great job with it. Great graphics, great music, great you know environments and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I had to watch the full intro every time I launched the game because it was so good. It's Yeah, they, they did a great job with it. I, I very much enjoyed my time. Uh, the only other one that I have is... Uh XCOM, the, the oh, one that came out in like what 2010, maybe or something like that. Does that sound yeah. about right? Yeah. This game I tried Um several times when it first came out, and I liked it every time, but I all, but I just sucked at it. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I mean they're tough. <laughs> they are hard. But I think I was also just playing it kind of stupidly because this time, like I play, I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm not gonna rush in. I'm going to use, like, so you have your Overwatch ability, you know, where, like, you can either kind of, like, if there are no enemies in sight, you can either, you know, basically, each person has two actions. You can use both of those actions to sprint farther up and, you know, get closer to where the action is going to be. Or you can use one and then use Overwatch, which is they kind of sit and cover. And then if, if an enemy comes into sight, then they will use that action to shoot the enemy while it's moving. And like, I basically uh-huh. never used that when I when I originally tried to play. I would just like would rush everybody as far up as they would go, and that just is disastrous. Um, I, I played, I tried playing the game on two separate occasions and got like a few hours in each time. And I, I've always only played it on Iron Man mode. So if you get your team wiped, then you're screwed because you can't get them back, and you can't you can't reload a save or anything like that either. So. I I've I i do not know what got into me, but I was like, I want to play XCOM. I want to give it one more shot. And I actually played it smart this time and beat the whole game on Iron Man mode. So all you have to do is pretty much not play like an idiot and you'll be and you'll be good. Like I did lose uh-huh. some characters during my playthrough. Um I didn't like have a perfect playthrough or anything, but uh it was but I s but I still beat the game and like without really too much trouble. Um you just have to, again, just like use some common damn sense while you're playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's too tough. <laughs> well, Can't yes, it. it was. It, it used to be too tough for me. Um, I don't know, but I I, I don't know what, why I never realized that. And was just like, you know, don't don't play it like an idiot, and you'll do fine. <laughs> no. Now you're
1: an educated man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's all I got. Josh, are you so? No more indie pod. Is there anything else that you've gotten into, or are you just kind of coasting and and living the I'm life?
1: I'm coasting and living the life for a while. I I haven't, you know. I thought kind of thought about that of like joining this podcast, and I'm very grateful to be on. It's it's uh, always a pleasure to hang out with you. Uh, it's a shame that Jay wasn't here this time uh, and just kind of hang out. Um, but I don't really have anything to promote. I'm kind of just living the dream. I'm uh I'm coasting. I've been trying to learn. Uh, the drums recently. Oh, hell yeah. Taking a lot of my time. Um, but yeah, other than that, really, it's just kind of just hanging out, taking time for myself. Really?
0: How's the drums? How's the drums treating you?
1: I love it and hate it. It's, um, it's so fun to play and it's so frustrating knowing how much I have to like get better.
0: Okay. I (laughs) believe, I believe that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But it's, it's been, it's been super fun. I I ended up, uh, getting like a Udemy course where a dude teaches you and you go through it, um, through a bunch of like, he gives you, teaches you how to read like music sheet, um, and learn different grooves and fills. And I've been learning that way. And it's been a lot of fun to just kind of traditionally learn. Uh And then I also, it's an electronic drum kit because my wife would definitely not let me have a real kit because she'd go (laughs) bananas. Um, but because I got an electronic kit, I love it. Uh, there's a, a, uh, program called clone hero. Okay. And clone hero is essentially like a, uh, a freeware version of rock band where these people created, uh, mappings for all kinds of different instruments that you would get from a rock band as well as like, you know, guitar hero, rock band, all of those, um, the music kit like the actual like the the music or the notes like the Uh the actual different things that you would hit and i don't know uh there's like a beta version and that now i think might be uh 1.0 at this point now but when i looked into it it was beta um they have this version for drums called pro drums and so it's like me playing a lot of songs that are set up in a way where i'm using all of the actual symbols like i'm using the ride the crash um, the hi-hat, the snare drum, the toms that would, uh, would play as like a real song for a lot of, there's obviously like certain things that it can't do, like open hi-hat, close hi-hat and like, uh, you know, uh, rim shots or things like that. It's not going to know, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of me learning just like spatial awareness with the kit and fuck, it's just fun, man. It's like, it's so fun for me to be like, spend 30 minutes where I'm like, Oh, I'm shit, but I'm, I'm learning. And then to be like, I'm going to play 30 Minutes of Rock Band. And you feel like you actually know how to play because you have something being like, hit this right now. And you're like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's it's very much me being real shitty and then being an expert uh, within the same time frame.
0: Dude, I would love... The drums have always seemed like the most fun thing like in the world to me. I've just never like had a chance to try them out, really, because, you know, obviously kind of you sort of alluded to this. It's hard to have a drum set where you're not going to bother everybody, you know, within yeah. half a even, mile.
1: Even with an electronic kit, like you still hear that shit. Like you're hitting a pad like regardless yeah. of the the amount of mesh that they put into it to kind of silence it, like you could still hear that.
0: Yeah. When when our new house is finished, I think there's a spot where I'm going to be able to put a set where it can't where it won't bother people too badly, so I'm hoping to 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 take it up as well. Once we get moved back into our other place it's a lot of fun.
1: And it's, it's one of those things where I was never a musical person, but I've always wanted to play the drums, like mm-hmm. w- even as a kid, but it was just drums are loud and they're, you know, it's, it's tough to get a parent to be like, yeah, sure. You can annoy me for hours <laughs> wanna... on end. But like, uh, this was, I attributed it to it as my life, my midlife crisis. Cause I hit 30 recently and I was like, fuck it, we got to do something, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, all right, drums, that's it. Uh, and so I've been, I've been doing it. It's been a lot of fun. But it is very much a like, it's, it, it's so strange how many, <laughs> the amount of sounds that you could make with a drum kit <laughs> and the way that you can play and just looking at people who know what they're doing and then looking at like where I'm at and being like, fuck, I have a world's way to go. But it's it's yeah. also just, it's so fun to just jam and to be like, I'm just going to, you know, "I've I've learned a couple of basic rudiments. I've learned uh some basic grooves and fills and i'm just gonna i'm gonna run with it and just keep playing and like i don't know there's there's a uh a very much a, a stress relieving like element to it of like just slamming down on a drum kit
0: oh i'm sure there is that's that's awesome and you know the other good thing about drums is like you probably don't have to be that good of a drummer to find a band no, you because you, you everybody don't. needs no. a drummer you don't
1: um for that reason and also because like there's a lot of ways to play things that just sat like people will will hear it and be like oh you can play the drums and it's like i could just do basic grooves and just keep looping oh, them sure. because yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of what like drums is a lot of like learning certain patterns and just like just keep playing them over and over and over again <laughs> Yep. And like slight variations so there's a way to get obviously that you know if you're a good drummer like it's a world's away of what a bad drummer is but like you can still sound pretty good even just getting into
0: your basics hell yeah dude
1: yeah it's been fun
0: well that's good that's that's a that's a good solid update from from josh what, what uh <laughs> what's your twitter uh so people can follow you if they want to
1: Yeah, if anyone wants to follow me, I am at the underscore George 90. So that's the underscore J-O-R-S-H
0: 90. Perfect. Everybody, you can follow us at Class Games Cast. You can follow me at King Octavius. Listen to us on iTunes. Uh, Please give us awesome reviews. That always helps. Tell all your friends to listen to us. Um, send us emails, mail at classic Just about whatever you feel like we, as I said, we will be doing game of the quarter next episode uh, when Jay's back. So, and that's going to be twisted metal black. So if, if you played that or if you want to play it between now and then, and write in your thoughts, please, please feel free to do so. We'll also go ahead and figure out, um, technically we should be figuring out now, but I'll wait till Jay's here. We'll figure out what the next game of the quarter is going to be when he's back. And, uh, I think that pretty much does it. Josh, thank you so much for coming on. It was like under all of the most disastrous circumstances. It ended up being a super fun and solid episode, I think.
1: All right. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you. We'll have to do it again soon.
1: Yeah, I'm always, I'm always up for it.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back in about three weeks. Bye. Bye.